Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of uh, former Bellator fighters, Liz Carmouche, getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week, it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ. One Patricky Pitbull is, uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check them out. If you're at home, check them out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... No! Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life. On this Monday, October the 23rd, 2023. Hello again, everyone. Uh, I sure hope you're doing well. It is so great to be back on a lovely fall Monday afternoon in New York City. It's a great time to be alive. There is so much to discuss. UFC 294 has come and gone, my friends. And we got a lot to discuss. I have a lot of thoughts. Am I looking prettier than usual, Frank? And yes, absolutely. Ans- yes, thank you, thank you. Do you know why? Because you um, did a facial? No, uh, actually, I... Glasses? No, no, no. Actually, I'm wearing the old glasses by mistake. Um, I'm looking potentially prettier than usual because I have makeup on my face today. Why do I have makeup on my face? It was an early wake-up for your boy. I had to go to HBO to do my final assignment for HBO Real Sports. It's very sad, Frank. Institution. Two institutions that I'm closely, or maybe not so closely, just sort of on the periphery related to, have come to an end in the last month or so. Showtime, HBO Real Sports. Anyway, my uh, my final piece, in case you're wondering, is airing tomorrow night on HBO and, uh, and Max. And I've been... Uh, I've been working on it with a great team since July. It's about Coach Dan Hurley of the uh, National Championship UConn Huskies. They just won uh, back in April, basketball. Hurley family, great story about actually a lot of mental health stuff in there. Uh, It airs and premieres tomorrow night, and I'm very excited about it. So I just had to go film some stuff and then dart down here to do this show with all of you. So I'm very excited about that. And a little bit sad because it's coming to an end. I feel like I just got started, but uh, a great honor to be on the program 
And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that story with the world because uh, Dan Hurley actually is a fascinating guy. And you know what's the best part about Dan Hurley, the head coach of the Yukon Huskies, who just won the national championship back in April? That's the basketball national championship. When I sat down to speak with him, he made a, a comment about me being a Syracuse guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. He knows where I'm, uh, you know, where I, where I went to school. Uh, then, and this was the day after the Izzy Duplessis fight fell apart and uh, they had announced Colby Leon. It was the day after, it was in July when I first met him. And then he starts peppering me with MMA questions. This guy, 50 years old, head coach, one of the best coaches in the country, massive MMA fan, knows all about the UFC, watches all the pay-per-views, is well up to speed with all the news. I was blown away. Doesn't watch any other sport really, but loves MMA, combat sports, but MMA in particular. So if you want to check that out, that'll be tomorrow night on HBO and uh, Max, not HBO Max, Max. Um, all right, as always, today's program brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but the UFC as well. Please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. And if you're a first-time user, put in the code DMAR. They hook you up. Uh, always a lot going on, not only in the world of combat, but in the world of sports as well. And of course, this weekend, the big one, Francis Ngannou against Tyson Fury over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And of course, we'll be talking about that fight <clears throat> today and all week long. It is going to dominate the conversation. I have a little uh, granola stuck in my throat. Pardon me. Mm. That's wow. good stuff. Appreciate it. All right. What are we doing on today's show? Back into the show. Uh, we'll recap the weekend as far as betting is concerned. So stay tuned for that. We'll see how the boys did uh, and, and, and GC in particular. Uh, prior to that, the undisputed lightweight champion of the world of boxing, the one and only Devin Haney, is going to be in studio, my friends. How about that? Devin Haney in studio. Uh, you may have heard on December 9th, he'll be moving up to 140 pounds. Lightweight, by the way, in boxing is 135. He's moving up to 140 to fight the WBC junior welterweight champion, 140-pound champion, Regis Progre, who we had on the program prior to his last fight just a few months ago. Bit of a ho-hum affair, and now they'll be fighting for Regis's 140 belt at the Chase Center in San Francisco, home of the Golden State Warriors. Massive fight on zone pay-per-view. Devin Haney, one of the top 10 best pound-for-pound boxers on the planet, is going to be in studio at about 3.25 to talk to us about that fight. I'm looking forward to that very much. He is an incredible boxer. Now, prior to that, we'll be joined by Paulo Costa, who, of course, did not compete this past weekend at UFC 294, although he did get in a few uh, skirmishes, it appeared, at the Etihad. Uh, so we'll uh, get his thoughts on what transpired, if he's okay, and you know how the, the elbow is, where he goes from here, all that stuff and more. Prior to that, we will be joined <clears throat> by the aforementioned Francis Ngannou, who... Why is something stuck in my throat? This is a horrible time for something to be stuck in my throat. Mm. Please talk amongst yourselves. Yes, everything okay? Yeah, so I think something is stuck in his throat because he was Mm -hmm. eating granola Mm -hmm. before we went live. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. It seems like you're really struggling, man. Yeah, something in the throat. Something in the throat. Um, Yes, Francis Ngannou is going to join. Appreciate that, guys. Thanks for... Uh, yeah, it looks like you cleared it up. Yeah, thanks for... 
Having my back. Uh, Francis is going to join us from Saudi Arabia, 2.30. I look forward to that conversation. This is big. My friends over at uh, Gymshark sent me this. Look at that. Bang. It's a nice little logo right here. I got a shirt, got roots. I mean, so much merch. This is like GC's dream fight with all the merch. Uh, So we'll talk to Francis at 2.30. And then prior to that, we'll talk to Johnny Walker, who, of course, was involved in that crazy fight against Magomed Ankalaev at UFC 294. And so let us begin with our thoughts on UFC 294. And I have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, In case you haven't heard, Islam Khachev is still the UFC lightweight champion. He defeated Alex Volkanovsky in the first round in very impressive fashion. He won via TKO. He dropped him with a beautiful head kick and then finished him off with ground and pound the first time since 2013, believe it or not, that Alex Volkanovsky has been stopped due to strikes, just the uh, third loss of his career. He only had two going into this fight, of course, and the other one was the razor-thin decision loss to Islam back in February. And so now you have to say it, and and I believe it. Islam Akhachev is the best lightweight on the planet. I don't think that there is any argument. I don't know how you can say anything else. That is an incredible thing to do um, to a guy like Alex, who is so smart, who is so talented, who is so tough. And short notice or not, you know, those are those are the cards that you were dealt. Uh, if you're Islam, you went out there, you proved your point, exclamation point, no controversy, didn't go to the judges. There's nothing that can be said. That's an incredible win. By far the most impressive win, in my opinion, of uh, Islam's career. And he's obviously had a bunch uh, at this point. He's, uh, he's on this incredible winning streak tied with the likes of Khabib and Tony Ferguson and is starting to get into that conversation along with his mentor, Khabib. Not quite there, in my opinion, just yet, but starting to get into that conversation. Um, you could also make the case after Saturday night that he is the best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet. Uh, I think there's only really two that you could make a strong case for at this point. It's Islam or it's John Jones. If you want to give it to John Jones because he hasn't lost in the UFC, and I don't consider the quote-unquote DQ loss to Matt Hamill many moons ago as a loss— uh, you could certainly do that, especially with him moving up to heavyweight and beating Surreal Gan, especially the way in which he beat Surreal Gan. But if you want to give it to Islam for getting the win over Alex, but also the activity, he's been far more active than John has over the last three and a half years. I certainly understand as well. Uh, I do pound for pound rankings for the ringer and I put Islam number one uh, because of the win, because of how much I respect Alex and because of the activity as of late, perhaps I changed my mind, you know, in about three weeks' time when John Jones fights Stipe. And if he does what he did to Cyril against Stipe, maybe I changed my mind as well. Maybe. We'll see how that fight goes. So supremely impressive stuff. And Islam deserves all the praise, all the credit, all the love. I say all that, but I also feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in my right to say this as well. I don't think that fight ends that way if there was a full training camp. Now, no excuse whatsoever. Alex took the fight. Maybe down the line, he will regret taking this fight. And there's a conversation to be had as to whether or not this result will change the trajectory of his career, right? It's not just a loss because you can make the case that after the fight in February, it was a loss, but a loss that felt like a win in the eyes of the public 
And also, like, it just kind of gave him street cred, and it didn't really feel... It was, like, the closest thing to a moral victory that you could possibly get, right, without actually getting the W and the belt. Uh, This is completely different, because not only is it a loss, it's also a knockout loss. That in itself physically can change the trajectory of your career. At his age, you get knocked out, you get beat up, it could change how you fight. Um, Does it affect his next fight? I mean, we'll only know the answers to these questions one, two, three fights down the line. Does it affect when he returns? He says he wants to come back still in January against Ilya Teporia. Uh, I would say let's maybe learn from what Israel Adesanya just told us about maybe fighting too often. Don't want him to get burned out. Don't want him to come back too soon. Yes, I saw the clip of him saying that he was doing his head in. He was emotional. He wants to stay active. But that's coming from a guy who just fought in July. That was three months ago. If you didn't know any better, you would have thought his last fight was a year ago. It's unbelievable that he feels this way when his last fight was in July and we're talking about a fight in three months, not in six months, not in five months. We're talking about a fight in three months. Uh, pretty, yeah, almost exactly three months. That's, that's incredible. He's a different kind of breed and this is why we love him and this is why I have so much respect for him. But the next step is going to be very important. I say all that to say that if he had a training camp, a full training camp, there's a very good chance he loses that fight. And there's a very good chance that uh, Islam could, you know, do something spectacular. I don't think he gets knocked out in the first round. I don't. I just don't think so. Um, That's not me trying to take anything away from Islam. I do think that, you know, he obviously wasn't training. You could tell he wasn't exactly in the same kind of shape that he was back in February. But that's, like, that just needs to be said in 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 a show like this where we talk about everything MMA. I'm not taking a thing away from Islam. I don't think it would be fair to do that. He took the fight that was offered to him. He was ready to fight Charles. He was ready to fight Alex. He was ready to fight anyone. He didn't bat an eye. He went out there and won. I feel like I could say, I know someone's going to say, oh, you're hating, you're trying. No, I feel like you could still say, I don't think this fight goes the exact same way with a full training camp. But hey, that's the risk that Alex took. And he's going to have to live with that. And he's probably not going to get another crack at Islam ever again. And who knows if he gets another crack at the 155-pound belt. For now, he should focus on 145. Most importantly, he should focus on getting right, getting healthy, and uh, continue his dominance at featherweight for as long as possible. Um, That's just very impressive. It's shocking to see Alex knocked out like that. We've never seen him get truly beat up. We've never like you, you hardly even see him get rocked, for goodness sake. So to see him out bleeding on the ground, that photo of Islam walking away from him, you know, doing the shh, I think we have the photo, and, 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 and Alex in the, in the background. Yeah, that, I mean, that's iconic stuff. If, if Islam's the kind of guy to, to blow up photos and put them in his home or gym or office, whatever, like, that's one. That, that's the most impressive one. To do that to Alex Volkanovsky is nothing short of amazing, short notice or not. That's shocking. Seeing that is shocking um, because we've just never seen Alex in that state before. And so I do wonder, does this change the trajectory of his career? Does he rebound? Is he able to rebound? Is he able to let it roll off his back and get back on the horse and continue to dominate at 145? We'll see. Uh, But coming off a knockout loss as a champion is rare stuff, right? Because usually you will have lost the belt. This is unique because he moved up to 155. Now you got to fight a killer like Ilya Teporia, potentially in three months' time. This could change things. So it was a very, very big risk. He rolled the dice. He bet on himself. It unfortunately didn't work out. Um, we know what's next for Alex Volkanovsky. We know it's Ilya Teporia. I, I hope, and he's surrounded by great people, 
who I think are some of the best minds in the game. His manager, Ash, his head coach, Joe, his other coach, Eugene, his training partners, his teammates, they are as tight of a unit that we have in this sport. And so I hope that they make the right choice by determining when's the right time to come back. If it's if if January's too soon, wait. You know, go to February, go to March. The next move is going to be crucial because it's one thing to lose that lightweight, you know, title fight when you're the featherweight champion. You lose that featherweight title, now this I mean that now this is truly heartbreaking stuff. Um so I'm really curious and I feel like we just witnessed is he coming back too soon and I don't want the same thing to happen to Alex hearing him get so emotional about being off for just a couple of months is a little bit alarming. I know he's been through a lot, you know, new child, surgery, all that stuff and more, but uh, I want him to be very smart about when he comes back. The more interesting question right now is, who does Islam fight next? Uh, I put out a, a poll on Saturday night. Last I checked on Sunday, it had 35,000 votes, and Charles Oliveira was winning by 2%. For the longest time, it was 50-50. I've never had a poll that's down the line 50-50. Never had a poll like that with that many votes. Obviously, in the first you know, 10 seconds, it's 50-50 or it's 100 to zero. But this far into it, never had a poll that, that was that close. Oliveira by 2%. So it's essentially 50-50. Uh, 51% to 49%. Oliveira, Justin Gaethje. There's no real right answer here. I could see a case being made for both. Charles Oliveira, former champion, had the fight, freak injury, freak accident, got a cut, last day of training before he's about to fly out to Abu Dhabi. Are you going to give it to him to right the wrong of the injury? Sounded like Dana White was leaning towards it, but it was nothing definitive. Um, and sometimes these things get, you know, get twisted and taken out of context. I didn't feel like it was a definitive yes. And he doesn't have to make that call right now. Um, Oliveira very popular. I think people would like to see him, you know, get this opportunity. But important to remember, he did fight Islam last year. It was pretty one-sided. He's only fought once since. So that's the case for Charles Oliveira. Then you have Justin Gaethje, who's 0-2 in title fights, but is coming off a knockout win over Dustin Poirier, which is supremely impressive. Prior to that, a win over uh, Rafael Faziev, also impressive, close fight. Um... And he has never fought Islam before. So one guy has lost him. One guy has never fought him before. One guy has, you know, an 0-2 record in title fights. This would be his third crack at a belt. Another guy is a former champion who had the, you know, opportunity to fight again for the belt, but it was taken away because of a cut. Like, it, this, if you're doing a pros and cons thing, it is as tough a call as possible. Um, neither decision would make me say, oh, my God, this is a horrible call. I could see, I could see the call being made for both. If I, if 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 you like made me make a pick, you have to pick something right now. You got to make a call. I lean towards Justin only because a the win over Dustin Poirier was super impressive, and I think a win over Poirier is more impressive than a win over Benil Dariush, just in my opinion, especially the way in which he did it. Um, B, he's never fought. Islam before. Charles did get the title shot. They gave it to him. I know it wasn't his fault, but like you got injured, so you had to remove yourself from the fight. Again, it's hard for me to, to argue one way or the other. 
if I have to make a call, I say they lean towards Justin, but I could totally see them going towards Charles, and I'll be very happy if Charles gets that opportunity again. Um, it's a really tough one. I would think Islam would probably rather Justin just because it's a fresh matchup and, you know, he had to rematch Folk and maybe he wants something new uh, to think about. And obviously Khabib had great success against Justin Gaethje as well. Um, I think Charles has the better chance and is the tougher fight, even though the first fight didn't go his way at all. I think he just has the the, the skill set that might give uh, Islam more trouble than Justin. But again, Justin is a, an absolute buzzsaw and what he did against Dustin was super duper impressive. Uh, I'll get the guy's thoughts on that in a moment, but it's going to be really interesting to see where they go from here. I see some people saying, have him go up to 170. That is hogwash. Um, first of all, if Colby wins, makes no sense. And second of all, if Leon wins, like he hasn't defended the belt enough. He's only defended it twice and it was against the same guy. You know, he just won the belt last October. So to have him go up to 170, no. Like, And I know Volk just did it twice, but he's been the 145-pound champion for a lot longer. And there were less... Like, he was, he was lapping the division. He was being way more active than the rest of the division. Absolutely not. He, he's not the biggest 155-er. And I don't think it's like a big-time money fight. I don't think it's something that everyone's clamoring for. And there's a lot of guys at 170 that deserve um, a look as well. So I... It's not, it's not something that gets me supremely excited, and I don't think it gets the UFC supremely excited as well. I want to see how dominant, how long he can reign as 155-pound champion. So those are some immediate thoughts as far as the main event is concerned. And then you get to the co-main event, and what, what a scene this was. This was fascinating. I was so confident that Hamza Chemaev would just steamroll right through Kamaru Usman. I just thought Hamza, too big, too strong, too young, too fresh, had not fought since uh, September of last year. And, and he's going up against Kamaru Usman, who's taking this fight on 11 days' notice. There's some rumors about his knee. He's obviously getting up there in age. Um, a, a somewhat uninspired last fight against Leon Edwards back in March in the title fight. You know, what, Is he going to be able to take him down? No. Will he have maybe success with takedown defense? Sure. But is he going to outstrike Hamza? Does he have the power? Like, how is this going to happen? And honestly, in the first round, it looked like, oh, yeah, he, he's going to win via first round uh, either TKO or submission, and, and Hamza will be well on his way. I mean, no one gave Kamara Usman that memo because in the second round, it was vintage Kamara Usman and then some. He looked fantastic in the second round. He won that second round fair and square. And I was I was like, holy shit, we're going into the third round here. Now, the first round could have been a 10-8. As I'm watching it, in the end, all the judges gave it um, gave it to Hamza 10-8. You know, duration, dominance, yes, not really damaged, but I could see it. It was very one-sided, no issues with that. So I'm thinking in my mind, all right, Usman can either win this fight or at the very least draw, and that to me is a victory. 11 days notice against Hamzat, undefeated, sensation, buzzsaw, wow. And in the first couple minutes of the third round, it looked like he was actually en route to winning. Couldn't believe it. I was blown away by Usman. I mean, he's one of the most impressive things that I've seen by Kamara Usman. And this is a guy who was, you know, a welterweight champion. Couldn't believe that he was standing toe-to-toe there, you know, and I know there were the takedowns and all that stuff. This dude took the fight on 11 days notice and, uh, and went in there and made Hamzat look very human in the third round. 
Now, you could say, all right, this is now the second time that Hamzad fights top-tier talent, and when the fight gets past the first round, you know, he starts to lose some steam. Maybe this is a, 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 a thing to look at as his career progressive. Gilbert Burns took him into deep waters. Kamaru took him into deep waters. Who knows? Uh, he, he, he alluded to the fact that he broke his hand. Potentially, we've yet to get some clarity on that. That could obviously be a big thing as well. But for Kamaru Usman to go in there on 11 days notice and do that against Hamza Shemaev was supremely impressive. In the end, I gave the third round to Shemaev. Um, and I see some people out there who are even giving the uh, third round to Usman, but I gave it to Shemaev. And so that means he wins fair and square. But that was super close to being a draw. Um, and if you didn't think the first round was a 10-8 for whatever reason, then, you know, super close to Usman winning. That, like, he was the story of the fight. Kamaru Usman was the story of the fight. Uh, I, I really did not think that he was going to do that. I was not giving him any chance. In fact, I had to do a parlay, and I couldn't have gotten it any more wrong. In fact, <clears throat> in fact, I will say, I... Uh, I have the great honor of saying that I went 0 for 3 in my parlay. I said co-main event wouldn't go the distance. Main event would go the distance and the Bills would win. Um, and thank you, Joe, for not bringing that up, that the Bills lost to the uh, sad sack New England Patriots. It was a very oh, depressing. Oh, he did. Oh, he did? Not to me. No, well, he knew better. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, 0 for 3. I mean, that is amazing. I don't ever... Why do you think I don't want to be part of the parlay? Boys, pals, I'm, I'm, I'm an embarrassment. Anyway, I did not Whoa. think... Yeah, no. We only say positive things around here. Thank you. I appreciate that. I did not think that he was going to go the distance. I didn't think that he was going to win. I didn't think that it would be that close. I was blown away. And after seeing that performance uh, and, 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 and seeing the landscape and seeing the way that they were leaning, even though Hamzad himself didn't say it, but it seemed like the broadcast was certainly pushing this. If I'm Drickus Duplessis, I am pissed off. Why should Hamzad get a title shot over him? Drickus Duplessis just beat Robert Whitaker, the former middleweight champion. Drickus Duplessis has been active as a middleweight, beating top guys like Darren Till, like Derek Brunson, like uh, Robert Whitaker, undefeated in the UFC as a middleweight. And, and, and Hamzad fights once in the past year against a welterweight? I don't know. I, I would love to see him get one more, and it seems like they're going to go in that direction. And, and maybe Drickus is still being punished for the... Um, you know, for, for for having the audacity to turn down the two-month turnaround fight against Izzy back in September. But if, I don't know, if if you ask me, that to me is not the fight that gets you a title shot. Now, it seems like it's inevitable and it was going to happen. And quite frankly, I remember saying after 2020, like if he's not champion by the end of 2021, something has, you know, gone horribly wrong. And now we're talking about him fighting for the belt in 2024 and he has yet to fight. You know, it's crazy how long we've been talking about this being inevitable. So I can understand if they just want to, you know, finally reward him. But I think Drix Duplessis' resume at 185 is a lot more worthy of a title shot than than Hamzat's at this point. At this point, Hamzat has a win over Gerald Mearshart. He has a win over, you know, uh, Kamaru, which, you know, it's Kamaru Usman, but he's a welterweight fighter. He's a welterweight champion, former welterweight champion. Drickus' win over Robert Whitaker is not getting him a title shot? How is that possible? How is that possible? So that's my thoughts on the co-main event. And one last thing that I will uh, weigh in before we'll bring in the guys here, the Johnny Walker, Magomed Ankalaya fight was just a debacle on many different fronts. Number one, that should be a DQ. 
this whole thing where we're trying to decipher whether it's intentional or unintentional, you throw the, you throw the illegal strike, you get penalized for it. That's, that's the way it should be. Intentional, unintentional. What do you mean? Did someone force him to throw that strike? No, you threw the strike. It was illegal. It caused damage. Now, as I was watching the whole thing unfold between Johnny Walker and the doctor, uh, definitely didn't get the impression that Johnny Walker was totally out of it and couldn't fight. But for whatever reason, and this has been talked about, and we're going to talk to Johnny about it in, in about 30 minutes time, the doctor seemed to think that he couldn't continue and, uh, and called the fight off, which was very unfortunate. And it seems like every time these two guys fight, there's always wackiness that goes on, especially Magomed. And it just seems like the light heavyweight division, ever since John Jones left, has been just mired in wackiness. From the draw last year to the injuries, vacating titles, all that. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, very unfortunate stuff. But what made it even weirder was once the fight was clearly waved off, like they were trying to fight each other and Dana White had to walk in there. You saw him in one of the photos and defuse the situation, which I give him a lot of credit for doing so because who knows how bad this could have gotten. Uh, they just have to run it back between the two of them and hopefully we get a clear-cut winner. But I don't know what that doctor was thinking. And then, you know, his role in the Victor Henry fight was bizarre as well. Victor in a ton of pain and they're, they're telling him, they're like, no, 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 you didn't get hit below the belt. Like what? And then Josh Barnett, his coach saying he's throwing up and his, you know, his, his testicles are the size of a, of a freaking fruit. I mean, look at this guy. He was not faking. Um, that was, that was bizarre. And then we get to the Johnny Walker fight and the same doctor is involved and he's asking Johnny Walker, who is not, you know, I, I know he lives in Ireland. I know he's married to an Irish woman, but he does, it's not his first language. You're asking him questions and you're doing it like a minute into the thing, like give the guy some, some time, let him, let him catch his breath. And then you could determine, maybe even bring in a translator just to check that he understands what is being asked of him. You wave it off and then it turns into a whole mess of a situation. So light heavyweight continues to be a mess. Hopefully this doesn't mean that we're going to get a mess of a situation come next month at MSG when the vacant title fight goes down between Yuri Prochaska and Alex Pereira. All right, let's bring in the guys. Those are some thoughts regarding UFC 294. Obviously much more to come. Uh, we got to talk about Shara the Pirate and many others as well. Mohammed Mukhaev with a big win uh, once again and, and is inching closer to getting that flyweight title shot that he's been talking about for a very long time. Uh, let's go back to the main event, guys. Uh, what would you do? Actually, you know what? Let me ask you, Rick, uh, your thoughts on Islam's win and and my claim that he may have won once again, but he doesn't win like that if this is a you know full training camp fight. Again, repeating the fact that I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but it does have to be brought up, I think, when talking about this fight. Alex took a chance on very short notice. I just don't think that's the best version of Alex Volkanovsky uh, because of the short notice fight. Yeah, so as far as the win itself, like what what needs to be said? Like highlight real stuff, one that's going to be around forever, the calming the crowd down, this is no big deal after, the shush after, like iconic stuff um, from Islam. From start to finish, everybody knows what that was. Like, there's there's no confusion there. As far as the short notice nature of it, I can agree with you that there's an impact on that, but I don't 
care to really unpack it for two reasons. For one, Islam Makachev is also accepting this fight on short notice um, against Alexander Volkanovsky, and that part often gets ignored or confused or Not disregarded. The Not the same. One guy's yes, the same. No, what are you one guy's about? going through a full training camp. The other guy's taking a fight on eleven days' notice. Not the same. I get that Ch- changing opponents ri- on twelve days. Same thing. Not the same. Sec- secondarily, from a physical standpoint, it's not the same. From a physical standpoint, secondarily, what are you talking about? You don't get to bathe in the accolades of wow, look at Johnny Big Balls over here. You know, twelve days' notice, this and that, and then have an excuse built. This in is not the lose. excuse. I'm t- I'm telling about. The, I knew this was going to happen. I'm talking about the whole story of the fight. This has to be mentioned as a footnote, not as a talking point. It, it shouldn't even. But why be a does debate. it have to be mentioned? Because it doesn't need to. We be just mentioned. saw. We just saw a full training camp fight uh, in February. The guy's not getting so, knocked out. Okay. He might lose. He might have lost via third round submission. He might have lost via fourth round knockout. He's not losing first round so, knockout. It's just not happening. So then, why make the fight, or what are we supposed to do with this result? Nothing. If it was he irrelevant. deserves all. Please don't make this into me taking anything away from him because I could see all the fucking people coming after me now saying you're taking something away. Islam is number one pound for pound over John Jones in my book. He's the best light one on the planet. I st- I still can talk about the fight and shower him with all the praise by also saying it ain't happening if it's a full training camp like that. It's just not. I believe that. No one else has to believe it. And I'm sorry I even asked the question because I know what's going to happen now. Ariel's taking everything away from him, and I'm not. It's incredible what he did. But come on, that's not Alex. I saw Alex had, had, had freaking love handles. He never looks like that. You can't say that that was the same guy that we've seen over the last six, seven years. There's no way. There's no, no way. Nobody's disagreeing with you there. That's fine to say. But my point is, I don't care. Okay, like, that's I, fair. I, I simply don't care. Like, that's he totally took fine. the fight and got head kicked. Like, that's the reality of the situation. Um if if we're all, he if doesn't we're, deserve another crack at it. I'm not even yeah, advocating if, for that. all that. We're in total agreement. I just feel the need to bring it up just because I think he's that damn good of a fighter, and I don't think he gets knocked out like that with a full training camp. That's, that's it. That's my that's only point. If he had won, though, we wouldn't be saying that. Like we just say, okay, he he did it. So I'm I'm gonna go with that same all right, fine. route and say Islam did it, and and uh, rightfully is in the conversation as the top pound for pound. I would personally have John Jones, but. There's nothing. There's there's nothing that I would uh, judge anybody for for having Islam number one. MMA Fighting's pound for pound rankings came out today. Had uh, Islam number one unanimously uh, across the panel. Um, and yeah, I mean it makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't think Volkanovski falls too far uh, down the rankings, and nor should he. Like this is not his natural weight class. That is a, a fight that he took on short notice and is moving up to take an opportunity and suffer the consequences. And now we move on from there. As far as who I'd like to see Islam fight next, my answer, I, I agree with you ex- like to, to the letter. Uh, I think the fight that most people will be more interested, including Islam Makachev, will be more interested in is Justin Gaethje because it's a fresh matchup and how easily he dispatched Charles Oliveira. The fight that I, as a fight fan, would rather see is Charles Oliveira because I think Justin Gaethje has kind of settled into a different mode of his career, where in the beginning of his career, he was very chaotic and unpredictable and basically throwing leg kicks until people couldn't walk, um, combined with some some other attacks in the wrestling and, and the hands. But he's become a much more disciplined, kind of more predictable, but, but effective um, kind of fighter over the years. And I don't feel that that style is the style that's going to be the one to dethrone uh, Islam Makachev, I think it's going to take somebody who's truly chaotic, uh, like Charles Oliveira, if it's going to be done, if it's possible. So I would personally, if I'm, if we're, if we're not looking at pay-per-view, if we're not looking at rankings, if we're not looking at anything but the matchup, who would you rather see 
to me, the answer is Charles Oliveira because I think the chaos that he brings and in, in the ability to scramble if he's in a bad position um, is more dangerous to Islam Makachev, quite frankly, than this version of Justin Gaethje. Uh, but I'm not mad at either option. I would love to see either fight. GC, who are you picking? Yeah, I mean, half of me says Charles Oliveira had the fight booked, uh, right. so I don't see why he should he'd lose this shot because of an injury. The other half of me likes the Gaethje fight because it is a fresh matchup. We already saw Islam Charles last year. The result was, you know, one-sided. He finished them. Uh, who says it's going to be any different? I see what Rick is saying about the chaos that Charles Oliveira brings, but... Uh, I do like the idea of a of a fresh matchup and the storyline behind it. I mean, Gaethje obviously fought Habib and was unsuccessful, and now he gets a shot at his protege. Uh, so I like the storyline there and, and the success that he's been having lately. I mean, knocking out Dustin Poirier like that is is something most people don't do. Going toe-to-toe with Rafael Fazeev and, and coming out the winner uh, was super impressive as well. So it, it feels like this is the, the last go for Gaethje at, at getting gold. Um so I like that. But as you guys have both said, either of them makes sense. Whoever they book is, tough one. is fine, and, and I'll be excited with both. I mean, your poll, 47,000 votes or something, and it was like 50.3% uh, for Charles. So I think, I think whoever we get is, is You know what I would like in a situation Art, like excited. this? I, I would like them to ask Islam. Yeah. Like, yeah and listen, he, and he says yeah. it's it's like it's that. close. Who do you want to fight? What gets yep. you excited? What's the challenge that you want? Something tells me he goes with Gaethje because he's a fresh name. Um, maybe I don't want one seventy. No, I don't want one seventy. No. I mean, he he's fought Volkanovski twice, who's a natural one forty five er. Let's let's get some one fifty five title yes. defenses in there. F- fair to say that both of these Oliveira and Gaethje are both pay per view headliners, right? Neither of us, none, none yeah. of us, sure. yeah. Oh, so unless it's it, like a UFC three hundred like thing where it's you know yeah. Co-main so thing. if given the choice to Islam Makachev, both options are are successful business for the UFC. I don't see a reason why why not let him let him call his shot. I think he's like man. He's I, already, I already beat Charles. It's probably going to do more buys than Gaethje. Let's just go ahead with Charles. Yeah, why not? I think he would choose Gaethje actually, just based on the the tenor that he had and the tone he had in the in the post fight press conference. It seemed like he kind of feels like I beat him so easily. Do we really necessarily need to run this? I mean, game? that was my feeling about point. the quick rematch here. Yeah, it I was, was about a, to say it was a one you know one year later fight, and he had won one fight in between then, and uh, I just didn't. It, it, it felt like he was getting the title shot because there was really no one else. You know, what was weird about the build up, massive and, star. And yeah, sure, absolutely. But you know, usually you have to win like two, three after a loss like that. If it was a razor thin decision loss, then you get to run it back like Volka. It was yeah. funny uh, hearing the promos for um, the Volk fight, and Dana was calling it one of the most anticipated rematches in in UFC history. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Um, if it was one of the, if 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 Volk Islam is one of the most anticipated rematches in UFC history, then why the hell did they not book it off the bat? I think I think the hindsight argument might be that Charles and Islam is one of the most. Oh, fuck out of here. Come on. Uh, but I agree with you. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna build, like, yeah, no, I I think they're they're you know making le- uh, lemonade out of lemons. There, it was like, more rhetorical, to, yeah. But yeah. like just listening to that, I'm like, oh, get out of here. Yeah, they, they, no, you're you're 100 right. They did not want to do this. Was not first option. This was not option A. Otherwise, it would have been option A, right? Like we we got this as as option. Sounds like maybe B, C, like it, it's not even necessarily B, right? It sounds like um, other people were offered this fight. Dustin Poirier on Twitter saying he was offered the fight as well. So uh, Justin Gaethje saying he couldn't make the weight but was offered the fight. So it sounds like it was a it was one of the options of, of many. 
Um, but a good, a great one. Like two, two top three pound for pound guys, no matter how you slice it, uh, is always a good fight. Loser of the sweepstakes fights Mateus Gamrat. Man, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, what, what are we doing with with Gamrat? I mean, he went out there, he weighed in. Well, backup fighter that wasn't really the backup fighter. If it's Volk, no, right? Like, I'd rather see Volk at forty five. <laughs> Wait, oh, sorry, Charles. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about yeah, Charles yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Charles and Gaethje. Yeah, I guess. I mean. Man, you know who really gets a man? Fiziev is on the is on the well, he, his the, the knee short is all end messed of the, up. I know the <clears throat> short end of the stick on this one. I mean, he's on the outside out. looking that sucks. Um, the thing is though, like if this title just let's just like play this scenario out. Let's say this title fight happens. It's going to have to happen in like March or April, or I doubt eh, maybe February because you know then Ramadan comes in. Yeah, these, um, at some point we presume Chandler McGregor happens. If Chandler beats McGregor, I could see them giving Chandler the next title shot, Chandler versus Islam. You know what I mean? He, he, he will be... He's banging the drum on Twitter. Yeah, so... So so I guess it depends the on... Lo- if- well, my point is, like, the the loser of this um, sweepstakes is then going to have to fight Gamrod, who's super tough, but obviously not as popular. And then who knows what happens there. It's not, like, a guarantee that the loser... Just waits one more fight again. Like Chandler might pass all these guys by if he beats McGregor. If and by the way, even if Connor pulls it off, Connor versus Islam. Yeah, <laughs> you know, with that storyline, it's man tough. One. You're right, S- sitting in some circumstances is the best scenario. But this one, you're right. Like if you sit, there's a real chance that somebody is going to pass you by. Is, is going to pass you in addition to whoever you're sitting behind. So yeah, but at the same time. As we've seen, right? If nothing else, this proven this this weekend proved that availability is a skill, right? Like sometimes sitting and waiting for your opportunity. Alexander Volkanovsky jumping on an opportunity. Kamar Usman jumping on an opportunity got them in this spot. So maybe there is some world where it works out in their favor if if they're willing to sit out. But this is all the game now. This is all the risk. This is all the gamble that all these fighters are playing because there really is no clear path to titles anymore. There is no meritocracy. Man, and like think about Benil Dariush, how far back in the line he is. And just and six the, months ago, yeah. we're talking about if he beats Charles Oliveira, then he is almost cemented for a title shot. Like a guy like Armin Sarukian, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many options at 155. Uh, agree this, or disagree? Am I a hater for saying that we're, we're not quite in the conversation yet of, of Islam being better than Habib? I think we're approaching that conversation happening. But just for the record, uh, Habib's last five wins... Edson Barbosa, Ally Quinta, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje. Islam's last five wins. Dan Hooker, Bobby Green, Charles Oliveira, Volk, Volk. So getting there, but I, plus let's not forget Islam was once knocked out in the UFC. Habib never lost, hardly lost a round, maybe like two total. Um, I don't think we're there quite yet, right? 100%. Okay. In agreement. The resume is, um, the resume is still in Habib's favor. What Islam has in his favor is... I, I could see some people making the argument, and, and maybe this is happening. I can't say I, I saw it, but maybe it is happening, that Islam is more well-rounded, that Islam has a has a better game overall um, than Habib had. Now, I think that might be underestimating Habib's wrestling a little bit. I, th- I think he's still the more vicious and, and dangerous grappler. But on the feet, there's no doubt in my mind that Islam is is far more advanced um, than Habib was. He's, he's a tough 
M effort. He's a very tough problem to solve when you combine those two things. Uh, so I could see that argument being made. And as far as the resumes, like we're not long from from Islam passing Habib, and that's due to Habib walking away early. Like that, yeah. you know, that's that's his that's his doing, right? Like we can we can make that argument um, pretty soon, pretty soon. Yeah, the the story is is still being written, and I mean, he's writing a. An incredible story right now. No, no matter what you say, 12 days notice or not, what he did on Saturday is going to be one of his top highlights for the rest of his career. And as we move on, the 12 days notice will kind of fade in to history and it'll just be, look at him head kick KOing one of the greatest fighters oh, yeah. that we've ever seen in round one. And I mean, he has his, his sights set on 170 as well. He's made that known. If he becomes double champ, that, that changes everything for his legacy. Uh, so yeah, I mean... He is must-see television, and he is one of, if not the best fighters on earth. And, I mean, there is potential for, for him to pass Habib if he keeps doing what he's doing. Do, do we care about the 170 fight? I don't. No, not at all. Not I'm at saying all. There's too, too many guys. There's too many options. Right, too right? early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But say he gets, like, three or four defenses at 155. Yeah. Shavkat Rockman, I was waiting at 170. You know, <laughs> we're talking about GOAT. There's too much goat. stuff. There's too much stuff in both divisions. Um, it's not something that we, I'm dying to see. We just got finished talking about how lightweight's not going to like probably sort itself out for a while, and then the idea of him going up to seventy, which is, you know, he's just defended his title against a featherweight twice. That is what is causing a lot of this holdup. Like, I just don't, I don't need to see. Yeah, that. right now, absolutely not. Like, we we need to get multiple defenses at one fifty five before we start talking about one seventy. One seventy still has to at the same time. Too. I understand if you're Islam, right? Like, I just gave the champion oh, below me two shots. Like, yeah, yeah. I want I my shot, one, but yeah. I just, I, we can't. We can't just keep doing it forever. The, the double champ stuff has gotten so out of control. Like, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Okay. Should Alex Volkanovsky fight in January? No. No. Why? No, because that was, no. that was a vicious head kick, man. I mean, he, he got wobbled bad and then got rained down hammer fists on him. Uh, it's like just take. I I know he talked about how much he dislikes inactivity, but what's up with this guy? He's, he's talk. You're watching that press conference. You think he hasn't yeah. fought in like 15 months? He's talking about July killing. Like this is three months ago, three months ago. It's and, bes- and, he, and he's like begging the UFC. Like, yes, please do not <laughs> keep me inactive. I'm like brother. Like yeah, most champions are not fighting every three, four, five months. He's just different. No. He is. He is built different. I maybe maybe it's. Uh, that he still feels he's at the peak of his powers, but he's also aging at the same time. Like he's getting up there in age, and he wants to get in as as many fights as he can. But I mean, also the the guy that he would be fighting in January is no walk in the park either. So you would really want him to have a full camp and be fully healthy and fully prepared for it. I could just see a scenario where we're sitting here in January because Tuporia is that good, and we and and we're like, why didn't we learn anything from the Izzy fight or from the Izzy situation? Right? Izzy came back too often, too soon, too much on the yeah. plate. January's in three months. I don't know. I hope the team around him will prevent this from happening. I I don't. Man, they're different too. Like they, I don't know. You you said it, it would be heartbreaking. Like if, like say Volk went out there, fought to in January and, you know, he did get finished. Uh, Like that would be, that would be heartbreaking to watch. To go to go from like just defense, dominant defense after dominant defense after dominant defense. Yeah. Super close fight with Islam too. But, this and then there's potential in January. There is a world. There's also a very distinct possibility. There's also a world where he comes back in January and absolutely blanks yeah, Ilya Taporia. Yeah, like is. There, that is not out of the question. Of course, he's unbelievable. But then my, there's a world. My it's, point it's, is, I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. That fight can wait. It can March. wait till February. It can UFC wait till March. It can wait till April. Whenever you guys want to do it, let's let's wait a little bit though. I mean, that is 
three months away. There's no need for it. Less than three months away. The tough part is, obviously, we can't, we're putting ourselves in the mindset of people that are concerned for him and things like that. He just got done expressing how difficult it is for him mentally to not have that fight to prepare for, for not to not be in camp. It's very hard to walk that line of saying, hey, we don't want him to be in there for health purposes, for him to have time to rest and recover. And then for him to have just told us, if I'm not thinking about fighting, if I don't have a fight booked, if I'm not in camp, then I'm in a worse spot. It's a very difficult kind of thing to unpack, especially for somebody as relentlessly motivated as Alexander Volkanovsky. Like, there is no easy answer here. I, I saw Izzy just got some golf clubs. Maybe yeah. get some sticks for Volk, pick up golf, a nice little hobby in the in the offseason. What's concerning is that um, he feels like three months is a long time. You know, like, he, he needs to... I mean, it's, it's sort of like a drug for them, right? We hear this from fighters, and he's at the top of the game. It's amazing to see some fighters pick up a belt, pick up a big win, and want to sit on that. For so long and he just wants to get right back on the horse like that's the first thing that's out of his mouth in the post-fight interview in the cage please please don't keep me on the sidelines for too long here he is fighting three months later and has a potential other fight in three months time um, that's why I, I bring up like i wonder how this is going to change the trajectory of his career his fighting career right will we look back on this result this finish as the moment where the dominance started to you know started to shed it started to all crack and people started to catch up to him because, you know, Volkanovsky isn't, you know, he, he's in his mid-30s. I believe he's 35. Um, let me get that 100% correct here. But, yeah, he's 35. He just turned 35. You know, solid, but back into 35 is when things start to go awry. So, yeah, going to be really interesting to see if he fights um, on that card in January. And if, if not, who? Uh, if you ask me to predict right now, I think that we this will be more similar to Max versus Dustin at 55, where Volk will regain his stride pretty easily and quickly. Um, you want you want Max Deboria? Did I see you tweeting about that? Oh yeah, you know I want that. You know what I is want an that. interim title fight? Why not? Sure, sit out for a bit. And yeah, let Max and Ilya. And then, this, you, and then you're faced with a situation with Max potentially yeah, winning, Max and then you're doing that's it fine. Alex no, I'm just saying, I'm just do saying. it. I mean, the, Look, the third one wasn't very close. But. I get, I get, I get it. I, I truly get it. I don't, and I don't want to be a broken record on this. Ilya Taporia is a fresh contender and a challenge for Alexander Volkanovsky. He has dispatched of many, many other challenges. There's not a lot for him there. But if Ilya Taporia cannot beat Max Holloway, I get it. But you know he's that's not, not the contender. He's not the contender that that was going to beat Alexander. I get that, but you know it doesn't like. Yeah, that's MMA. There's MMA math involved. Nah, but it's, styles, no, no, no. It's like Sean O'Malley didn't have up. to beat uh, Corey and Murat. You know, like everyone gets to play by a different set of rules, so it's not necessarily fair to make Taporia beat Max Hall. I get what you're trying to say. Why but, not? It's, huh, it's I mean, not it's, fair to Max either. It's not fair to Max if Max has to just be in this division and never get an opportunity at the title and never face the top guys. He's no, in this no, division. I don't mind. I'm just, I'm just bringing. I'm just You're playing bringing, devil's advocate. No, 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 not even that. I'm just saying if you book him in an interim title fight, then you can't deny him if he beats Taporia oh, another Max, crack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it to him. Give it to him, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's fine. Let them all get paid. Uh, can we yeah. talk about the middleweight division? Uh, uh, actually, before, sure. before we talk about this, could I just address a, an elephant in the room? Uh, sure. You know, we, we do the we do the watch parties on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we had Rick on during the, uh, mm. during the main event. Uh-huh. 
we provide them a stream, everything like that, obviously. Great show. So we're yeah. all in sync. Yeah. Everyone's Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we can all react. Uh, Rick went, you know, astray and, and had his own stream going. Oh, he went rogue? Yeah, completely. Wait, what do you mean? It sounds very Rick-like. I mean, we have, we have, the, we have the No, no, no. Hold on. It'll be like strength for strength. Oh! Oh, that is annoying. You are ahead of us. Oh, oh you're definitely ahead of us. Oh, oh how annoying is that? No, that no, is, you over. guys have it wrong. That is it's so annoying. Wow. You were like five seconds ahead of them. Wow. Oh, yeah. So uh, enough for me to register that uh, New York spoiler. Even looked over at us. What were you watching, Rick? Are you watching our screen? Damn it. So, oh, I love all wow. the bets on the screen. Volkanovski, Volkanovski. Yeah, so, Volkanovski. so <laughs> you guys have this wrong. What had happened there was I uh, saw the opening. The opening presented itself. Uh, right? I'm seeing. Oh, I'm seeing oh, oh okay. Islam. Yeah, okay. So you saw it setting, five seconds ahead. He's setting up the. He's setting up the yeah. head kick there. I see Volkanovski sure. not recognizing what's about to happen, and just unfortunate that. Uh, sure. Wait, that my question is: I've you guys on, will catch up. I've so been cool. on the watch party. They do. Do they not? Show you a few. No, we do. Of course we do. Yes. Yeah. We're professionals over here. We we provide a stream so we're all it's, in sync. This happened during the, the Gaethje Poirier thing. We're all going crazy and he's just kind of sitting there just like schlumped. He's like, yeah, I saw it five seconds ago. Wow. Why do you do Old that? Old news. Um, do you really want to pull back the curtain? What he's was got, the line He's got to be live. You know. My main job oh. is uh, the social media. Five seconds. Five to be ahead of. I need to be ahead of the the piss poor stream. Oh. Forget the watch party. Forget the watch party. The integrity of the watch party. Wow. Uh, let's get this. The, is like uh, Schefter tweeting social. out news while on TV and I not gotta, actually saying it on yeah. TV. You care yeah. more about the. I gotta. I gotta do. I gotta do what they pay me for. You know. All right. Is is this. Uh, is this grounds for maybe thinking twice oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. inviting? Serious discussions. Okay. Serious discussions have been had about uh, future <laughs> guest appearances on the watch party. Um, all right, I'll well. be heartbroken, but I mean, we call him main event Rick, but I mean, I guess it's uh, listen. You know, not I meant just to be. New York. Spoiler? I saw it. I, I saw. I saw it ahead of time. Me and Islam, same page. Just it was there, and uh, beautiful kick by Islam. Uh, this happened to me, by the way, when Leon knocked out Kamar Usman. I was on the Zoom with PT, and he's ahead of me by like 30 seconds and reacted. I was like, oh, oh something's about to happen. Uh, Leon. So it, it wasn't quite. Yeah, it, the, makes it, no, it makes it nowhere yeah, near as cool. Yeah. I mean, that was like a crazy head kick, too. I would have been yeah, would have yeah. been going pretty wild. Instead, I was just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> uh, we just have a few minutes before Johnny Walker joins us. So I want to get your uh, reaction to uh, my stance that this is not enough for a title shot from Hamza Chemaev, that it should go to Drix Duplessis, that the, the way the fight went and uh, the results. Uh, you know, if he would have gone out there and, and smoked him, maybe. But man, Drickus deserves it. I'm should, sorry, he deserves should, it. Should slash deserves? Yes. Will no. Oh no 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 no. I know what's happening, but I'm just saying, I don't think that it should be. Um, you know, I I don't think we should just like the guy beat Robert Whitaker. He's undefeated at middleweight Finished. in the UFC. Finish Robert Smoked. Whitaker. Yes. Destroyed. How is this being forgotten? Is this all because he said no? Because he was so. For better or worse, he was tied to Israel Adesanya. Mm. That is the problem. So is it Strickland Shemaev is just a bigger his, fight? His whole oh, campaign, yes. his, his whole thing was, I'm going to be the man who dethrones Izzy. Unfortunately, he got beat to the punch. He passed on the opportunity to take it on short notice, and Sean Strickland stepped in and took it. Again, we've talked about, we were just talking about this when it came to the lightweight division and many other things. The opportunities, when they come, if you do not take them, there are potential consequences. He is suffering those consequences. 
and he was too tied to Izzy, unfortunately. I, I feel for him. I do, again, should, deserves, do, do not exist in MMA. But if you look at the resumes, there is absolutely no doubt and there is nobody who has even close to the resume uh, that he has. And if we're being honest about it, Jared Cannonier unfortunately, um, revealed, uh, I believe Submission Radio had the, had the interview with him that he's uh, injured and, and was offered the fight. But Jared Cannonier has a win over Sean Strickland and he should be ahead of Hamzat Shamayev too. So unfor- that's just not how this sport works though. That yeah. is that Well, that's what we were just talking about with O'Malley. Yeah. And all that. And, you know, like everyone gets to play by a different set of rules and have different paths. Um, I just what like, GC, were you not shocked that it went? I thought he was just going to steamroll in there first round. You what know. was happening in the first round is what I expected. Yeah. But I thought he was going to get the finish. I thought he was going to lock up a choke uh, or just like rain down the ground and pound and get the finish. And then when he came out, like essentially gassed in the second round, he didn't do anything. I mean, he they kind of just stared at each other and Usman had the bigger moments. You know, he dug deep and and I thought he won the third round and I thought he got a 10-8 in round one. Uh, and like I kept reminding myself, 10 days notice, off the couch, whatever, two straight losses. It still was Kamaru Usman that he beat, like one of the best of the best. Like he still got the win over him. But yeah, when it comes to the title shot, who who could argue against what you just said? DDP's coming off a dominant finish victory over a former middleweight champion who was still at the peak of his powers, and Hamzat did go to a decision, a close decision. I mean, one of one of the judges scored 28-28 against the welterweight that was on 10 days notice, and then the Jerry Cannonier argument too, but what's going to happen is Hamzat Shemaev. Is, is Strickland, Strickland Hamzat big enough for UFC 300? USA versus Russia. Given Strickland's newfound fame, main event. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to see what. I don't could know, be, dude. Hum, in the absence, a, it's a big star, ass fight. Bro. It's a big ass fight just it's because of what they represent. Because in of the what absence of Connor, what what's bigger than that potentially? Like that's a pretty God, big fight. It's crazy, yo. The trash talk before that fight is going to be nuts. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great, man. I mean, Strickland, Strickland's already at it. He's just like, yeah, give me the fight, man. He's going to sell more. It's going to be a paycheck for me, but he doesn't deserve it. Uh, yeah, I like the way Strickland is going about it. He's, he's I, I don't rare. believe this to be true when I ask the question, so please, again, everyone calm down. But is it appropriate to have a conversation that Hamzad is overrated, or is that unfair? I think that's fair to ask. I don't think that's, I don't think that's out of bounds. I think we've seen—you you mentioned this earlier. Like, in the two times that we've seen him against what you would consider, like, the upper echelon competition, right? All due respect to Kevin Holland, one of my favorite fighters, that fight was— a foregone conclusion. Um, when we saw him against Gilbert Burns and we saw him against Kamar Usman, he looked fallible, right? He did not look like the guy who's going out there and smashing everybody and walking through them with ease. That said, he's not losing. He's not losing. That's his sixth, right? Sixth, seventh UFC fight. Um, and Gilbert Burns and Kamar Usman are the cream of the freaking crop. Like to beat them by decision is still better than the rest of the world. Like, you're still the guy. So I think it's fair to, to ask, is he the guy that, the boogeyman that has been presented, the boogeyman that we've made him out to be? I think that's completely fair. But do we are we grading him on a different scale than everybody else? I'd say probably yeah, too. Like, he, it seems like he's being graded against something that might be unfair to him. I have another hot take. That fight goes five rounds. I think Usman wins. I think yeah, so the too. cardio didn't seem to be, uh, you know, one of the strong suits of Hamza. Crazy, that right? Fight. That's yeah. crazy, man. Who's been taking this fight on eleven days' notice? Up a weight class. I know Hamza has fought at one seventy-two, but did I read correctly that that Kamara was offered five rounds? 
I felt I read that somewhere, but maybe I'm... That I don't know. The other thing, like, it will go underrepresented because Usman is the one stepping in on short notice. Hamzat hasn't fought since last September. And before, and that fight was against Kevin Holland on short notice, which was the switch with Nate Diaz after he missed weight. His last real, like, competitive fighting opportunity was against Gilbert Burns, which I believe was in April of last year. Yeah, like that matters. Like that matters a lot. The dude has not been in the cage, and I think that will kind of get like pushed aside, and people will look for an opportunity to kind of say how how bad Hamzat looked. But if you can beat Kamaru Usman on short notice, I'm gonna. I'm going to give him credit for too. that. Got four takedowns. Yeah. And he was very close to to locking that choke in in round yeah. one. But, Had he done that, then this is a whole different conversation. So, like, there were still impressive moments from him. But to circle back, I don't think that what you're asking is unfair at all. Is the ceiling lower than we thought for Hamza Chamayev is a real question that, that I think discussion. can be asked. Mm-hmm. Yes, is the ceiling lower than expected? I like that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, uh, we'll talk more about 294. We continue the conversation now with one of the particulars, a man who I was talking about about 30 or so minutes ago, unfortunately involved in a very uh, bizarre and uh, frustrating and unceremonious ending. He fought Magomed Ankalaev. Unfortunately, they fought to a no contest. That's what it was ruled, although I thought, as I as I said about 30 minutes ago, that it should have been a DQ loss for Ankalaev. In the end, it was strange, and it was... Uh, it, it, it was it was testy towards the end. Dana White had to defuse the situation. And so we want to know how Johnny Walker is feeling, his thoughts on the fight, and where he goes from here. He's kind enough to join us. He's still in Abu Dhabi. He joins us now via Zoom. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I appreciate the time and, and you coming on. I know it's late over there. Uh, first things first, I know you were hit with a knee. Uh, you, were, you were probably not expecting the knee because you were a down opponent. How are you feeling about two days later. Um, now still very upset, you know. Clear was intentional on him. I got very experienced like him, like he's number two in the world. He's been fighting for many, many years, more than 10 years. So he know what the position that we were, right? And I think he he saw that because he wasn't hitting when I was striking in the middle of the octagon. So I take the risk to do the fly knee and then he capitalized, put me down and hold my hand, but he's was losing his position. I was almost standing up. He could wait one second until I stand up because he lost the position that advantage that he had. Because I get away, I was stand up, and he hits me fucking big knee on the face. 
it's very frustrated because I wasn't expecting that. I, I, I took the knee on my face, in my jaw. Like, I'm I'm tough, motherfucker. Because it was any other one, probably you're going to faint and sleep, you know. I just took the, the, the shot. I was very disappointed because it was a really, really dirty move, you know. Uh, when when he connected on the knee, uh, can you tell us like how that made you feel? Like did you did you feel dizzy right away? Did you feel out of it? Like what were you what were you experiencing when he connected? He, <clears throat> I think he was he was actually he took a little bit of advantage because he landed one shot, a good shot on a good spot that could me put me out. So he was in advantage there, and I feel like fuck. Look, I was like very like. In shock because I I told I look at him I told the half like he hit me the knee in my face I don't know what I was feeling on that time you know because we're very focused on the fight like yeah. the fight for the supposed to be a, a title shot fight I was so focused to, for everything to do everything right I was very calm on the floor and you know and very conscious in everything that I was doing I was very comfortable on that position and from nowhere boom knee in my face like I, I was shocked after and I like what the fuck you know yeah it's just shocked. Okay, and so then we see the referee and the doctor come uh, towards you. Doctor comes into the the cage and starts speaking to you. Uh, I'm sure you've probably rewatched it, but like, could you tell us what you remember about the conversation and the questions that the doctor was asking you? Because it was hard to hear on the broadcast. What what was he asking you? Yeah, he asked me uh, if I want to continue to fight. I said yes. He said what I was. I don't want to say the wrong question because I know what that was a. Uh, a excitement, like he was doing the test, right? Yeah. And I want the right answer. So I thought to say Abu Dhabi, like if Abu Dhabi, man, fuck no Abu Dhabi. Then I said, fuck, I'm in the fucking desert, bro. I'm, I'm in here, I'm good, you know. And, and then, and uh, I, do you think he didn't like that answer? Yeah. You said so. He asked you, "Where are you right now?" And you said, "I'm in yeah. the desert." I don't the on the sand, bro. I'm on the desert. I'm in the Middle East, you know. And you were you? And he, I, he also, you know, I, I can speak good English, you know. And then the referee, the, the, the doctor wasn't on his na- native language, so he probably have a very heavy accent as well. I understand what he wants to say, but I tried to explain him what I was doing the right answer to him, you know. Like, but you know, in the middle of the situation, like maybe the fight for the title shot and everything, you don't know, my mind is on going like. M- thousand miles an hour or so, and I had to receive a shot in my face and I was okay to fight but even on my last fight against Anthony he said I attacked his family I, I have no idea what he's talking about I attacked my family what you attacked my family like what you know I, I didn't understand like the same same situation it's, it's a very complicated situation because you were thousand miles an hour so you're fighting for your, your life your career you know hopefully get a title shot after and and everything's over. Like it's, it's very, very disappointing. Yeah, I can understand. And and to be clear, he asked you, "Can you continue?" And you said, "Yes." Yes. And and was the only like test question that he asked you, "Where are you right now?" Did he ask you, you know, how many fingers, anything like that, or was it just that one question? And because you said desert and not Abu Dhabi, he waved it off. I'm just trying to understand why he felt that he could wave it off. Like what what he was seeing that, you know, that the rest of us weren't seeing. Yeah, I think that was it, and maybe he saw he he, he asked me about uh, which fight is that. Maybe I answered like, "Bro, it's a fight, very important fight. It's fight for, for I get the title shot for the, the champion. Come on, like, like I was trying to to show that I was okay, like I was 
get disparated disper, a little bit because I don't want the fight to stop. And I was, we trained so hard for that moment and I was a little bit disparated on that moment as well. Yeah. No? You could have kept going. You feel confident. You were good to go. I think he should give me like five minutes first. 100%. To I get the, like, uh, get, set me down, no? And then he come ask the question. Maybe he bring a fucking translator as well if he, he can speak uh, my language properly. Yes, I, I, I mentioned actually both of those things before you came on that I don't understand why they were so quick to call it off. Did you get any explanation why they were so quick to call it off and didn't give you a little bit more time to at least recover and, and calm down? Did, did, did anyone explain that to you? No. Give me time to, to calm down, to recover. And like, if he was like kick on the balls, I have five minutes to recover, right? right. I knew on the face now, I, I have nothing to recover. <laughs> I knew on the face, illegal in the face. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's more disappointing also because I happened the same thing with uh, Aljamain, you know, and he get the fucking, he became a champion with me like that, you know, and I don't want to become a champion, but maybe could take points out of him or the fight could continue, or maybe he disqualify him or, or whatever as well, because it's a legal shot. He, he could put me out, bro, you know, in a very legal shot. I could have damage in my brain or something like, you know, before that, I give her really clean, illegal intention, legal and intentional me like on the middle I, I can't fly me here i did right but I, I didn't i miss but on the floor bro you know the rules like it's very dirt move yeah i'm upset no i i understand why you're upset and uh this whole thing it, it's one thing that drives me crazy about mma intentional unintentional if you throw the illegal strike that's intentional like you're you're no one's forcing you to throw it so did anyone explain to you why they decided to call it a no contest because intentional as opposed to a DQ, intentional. Did, does, does anyone give you answers in the back about any of this? Nobody said nothing to me. Bro, if you're on the fight, everything you throw is intentional. Yes. You want to, you have the intention to hit, you, you know. Nobody said, I, I sleep intentionally. No, right. he fucking have the position to throw. It's intentional. His brain give the command. Like, what the fuck? What, what is going through your mind? Because I saw when they waved the fight off, you were you got upset and you pushed the referee and you wanted to start okay. fighting. You don't want to take him points out. You don't want to disqualify him. I want to keep fighting. Let's fucking fight there anyway. Because, bro, it's so much hard work. It's a dream. It's a career. It's, many people depend on me. It's my family, my future. And it's, I was like, what the fuck? I want to fight everyone here then. Like, I, I was losing my mind. Mm. Uh, did he say anything to you? I saw a couple times, even at the end, like you guys kind of talked and then he kind of pushed you a little bit. Do you remember what he was saying to you and what you said to him? He's trying to say something, but he said in Russia, my Russia is not very, very good yet. <laughs> I think you lived in Russia for a little bit, right? Didn't you live there for a second or train yeah, there? Russia now. My brother lives in Moscow. Right, right. So he was talking to you in Russia. You have no idea what he was saying to you? N not yet. No. There's okay. so many different languages. Also in the desert, they have to go to Russia and, and, and Arabic or Russian or English and Portuguese and it's too much. Right, no, I get it. And and what did you say to him? I don't remember right now. Okay. Um I did see Dana White go into the cage to try to calm everyone down and I and I heard him say to you, I'm gonna make this right. I'm gonna make this right. What does that mean to you? Yeah. What is he doing to making this right? I don't know, bro. I can't okay. wait to know because I have no idea. I hope he make this right. Like, it's so much investment, you know, and it's, it's just, 
disappointed. I still here on the desert, right? Yeah. Abu Dhabi, but I'm going to Ireland in, in a few hours, but come back and wait for the decision what's going to happen next and, you know, just have to wait, have nothing to do. Check if you have any injuries and see what's the next step to do. Uh, one thing that I always think about in these situations is not only are you robbed of the result, but potential money as well. Are, are you on the show-win contract situation, and, and are you not getting a win bonus because it ended in a no contest? Probably I'm not getting the win bonus or not. I don't know which money I'm going to get. Like, I make so much, I spend so much money on this fight, bro. I, I, book, I book a big house for my, my whole team. I book everybody flights. I, my wife come with me, you know, you know, it's so much money. I'm on the, on the red now, you know, I can't wait to get my, receive some money to, I can start paying my bills. But, you know, it's just sad because uh, I, I was doing so good in the fight, bro. He didn't touch me, no significant strike when I was striking, you know. He, I, I'm 100% sure I could finish him and knock him out. But now it's just, you know, it's disappointing. Uh, when I hear um, that Dana Woody's going to make it right, to me, what I think of, they're going to pay you the the show and win, and they'll do uh, an immediate rematch. Would that would that be okay for you? Would that make you happy? Would that suffice? If this happened, yeah, but I think they just pay my show. They don't pay not yet, but I think they have a few days more to so right. they, they can pay. But they can pay... The, the 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 show and the win is gonna be good. They don't give they don't need to give my my the win, you know. But if they paid for everything, is I'm happy, you know. I I don't mind because hmm. it's we here for the money, bro. Of course, it's a career, you know. That's I mean, someone was we gonna get that sport. win bonus. Enjoy myself. You see, every time I knock, I enjoy myself. I do what I love. I love this job. UFC is great for me. It's changed my life. You know, but of course we need money to survive, no? Uh, do you want an immediate rematch? I have just checked my, my foot and if I get him, bro, I'm I'm really upset with him and there's no more nice thing between, you know, like, I never, I never had a, a how to say, an enemy, I, I never hate nobody in the game, but bro, it's a really dirty move, bro. He doesn't pay that shit. You think he's a dirty fighter? That was dirty. Hmm. Um, what is wrong with your foot? What happened? I I did a lot of kicks on him, so <sighs> it's just a little bit bruised. Okay. Uh, are you worried it's broken? Uh, hopefully not. I'll check when I come back to Ireland. Okay. There was I can one, walk. There was one uh, moment right before that sequence where he, he punched you in the stomach and you kind of like went down like this and then you threw the flying knee. Did you fake that? Yeah. Was that a fake on your part? If I really feel the punch, he punched hard. Do okay. you think I will, I'm going to fly me after? No, I know. It was great. I love that sequence. If I feel the punch, I'm going to go down and stay down. It was brilliant. It was very Johnny Walker. I just took the punch. I'm like a tank, bro. <laughs> I took the fucking blow in the face and I wasn't out. Imagine a little punch on my belly. Come on. That's right. You know, you know what's crazy about the knee? Initially, in real time, it doesn't even look like it hit you that hard because you took the knee. And then in slow motion, it's like, holy shit, this thing really like smacked you hard. But because you were so unfazed yeah. in real time, it's, it, you have an incredible chin. I don't know if it's slow motion. 
when I fly me, I, I was still on the air and I, I hit him with a hook as well. Oh. I was on the floor. I was on the air. I hit, I, I missed the knee, but I, I hooked him as well two times. Wow. One time before I, I touched the floor, I was flying. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that I, that I can do that shit. I was watching, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, how many times have you rewatched it the whole fight i mean it's just three minutes how many times have you watched it i don't know i lost count because I, I, I was happy with my 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 performance you no know, i was studying getting ready setting up feeling his powers and fear everything like he have i feel that he have nothing else like i feel his power his technique he have good technique you know he get my my arm, but I block everything. I was getting away, and when I was standing up to reverse and do my my shit, he hits me for league on him. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine how frustrating it is. So I, I don't blame you for watching over and over again. And you know, you brought up something that I think should be done. Here, you have a situation where there's a fight in Abu Dhabi. There's there's a there's a, a doctor speaking to a Brazilian, and his English might not be you know his first language, your English isn't first language for you, obviously you can speak. There should always be a translator just to make sure 100% that everyone is on the same page, right? Do you think that needs to start happening from 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 now on? They bring in a translator in a situation like this? Yeah, and give five minutes at least. If the guy's not really out, you know, you give him time to just record because it was a legal shot. Mm -hmm. And then a translator as well. You know, give him five minutes, ask him after you're okay, you want to keep going? Okay, I'm okay, I'm good. I, yeah, I think I recovered, let's keep going. But it was it just it was so quick and like, no time to think, you know? Yeah, and this doctor, uh, did you did you know that he was the doctor in the previous fight with Victor Henry and he was telling him that he didn't really get kicked in the balls? and few the balls, the guy balls, yeah? Yeah, crazy, right? In that fight, he doesn't believe him, and in this fight, he thinks that you're out. It's like the complete opposite. Yeah. So, I, do you talk to the doctor afterwards? Does he does he check with you? Does he do you see it? nothing? Nothing in the back. There's no resolution. Nobody want to see me after the fight, my friend, because I was nervous. <laughs> right. You were very upset. Um. Okay. So in in a, in a perfect world, you you I think they run it back, and then you get a chance to fight for the belt. Did they tell you before this fight? That if you would have beaten him, you would have been next in line for the title shot. Has ha, did anyone Nobody say that told to you? Me Nobody told me not. But imagine I, I beat the number two in the world. What you want next? The right. division is like fucking mess. I'm you're gonna come to the division to clean this shit up and be the fucking man there. You know? Yeah, it is a mess. Uh, and this is second straight fight for Magomed where something weird happens. Right, the last one he had a draw. A lot of people were counting you out going into this fight. Did you feel disrespected by that? They thought that he would, you know, be able to outmuscle you, outwrestle you, all that stuff. Did you feel like that was disrespectful? Yeah. Don't no, say it again. I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, a lot of people thought that, you know, that he would give you a very hard time going into the fight. Did you hear any of that stuff? And did you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a hard time. Like he lost his best position. Bro. He was dominated on top of me. He had my hand trapped mm -hmm. and he was lost in position because I was standing up. I was like, I have the, I get my on the hook and I was standing up. Before I stand up, he hit me with the knee because I think he get like, fuck, he's, he had the on the hook. He's standing up. He just hit me with the knee. Mm -hmm. What else he had? Nothing because I was standing up, you know, his best position he was losing because that position is strong, you know, and I was getting away. 
So this just show like I can't on the hook. I can't wrestle, but I have the bro. <laughs> I'm doing this sport for more than ten years. I'm learning yeah. stuff, you know. I have my my master here already, you know. Yeah. No, you were looking great. Uh, in your heart, if the fight resumed, what do you think would have happened? What What were you feeling was about to happen in that fight? I'm probably gonna hit him with some elbows or probably take him down because the best option to take somebody down is when he lose the position when he was what has happened, you know? Because he thought I was gonna be standing and fighting and maybe he shoot again, but I will probably take him down and stay on top. I wanna see what he do with a big guy with me on top of him, you know, hit him with elbows and stuff, you know, and if he stand up, we're gonna keep striking. I'm gonna fight it. You know, I'm I can do so much stuff. Yeah. yeah, I just gonna be creative and do my best to finish the fight. Yeah, you know, you... I don't care if you don't strike or on the floor, choke him out, or whatever ha happen, whatever you give him for me, I'm gonna capitalize. I'm gonna choke him. I'm gonna get an arm or arm lock or fucking uncle lock everything. And your confidence was growing because of how the first three minutes was going. I was, yeah, 100%, because I feel him. I feel like that I, I was like doing good. Like he didn't hit me on the mid of the octagon. I was like dominating everything. You know, he hit. He he gave me a a high kick. I block. Boom. He, he hit me. The only shot that he hit me good was this on my belly, and he, I almost knocked him out. Of, you know, <laughs> that was crazy. By the way, uh, on a on a on a less serious note, I saw you. Were you drinking apple juice with gold flakes in it? What is that drink that you were drinking? I saw. Was it real apple juice or is... apple juice with gold? Twenty four k. What are you talking about? Gold. Really? No alcohol. No alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. So who gave you that? I bought, I said, that is gold. I want to buy that shit. I want to be, it's a champ life, my friend, it's starting. <laughs> and and how much is that? Is it expensive with the gold? It's 250 dinners, like I think 60, 70 dollars something. Okay, that's not too bad. Did it taste good? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, nice. Uh, overall, was the experience in Abu Dhabi good other than what happened on Saturday? Did you, did you like fighting there? Yeah, everything good. He spent more time because it's amazing. Good food and a lot of attraction. The beach, the beach is nice as well. And I didn't have much time to go much around because I was fucked on a fight week, you know. I just have yesterday and today to, to do stuff. And I'm leaving now. It's too quickly. Yeah. So when I travel in places like this, we need to take a week after, you know, to stay and enjoy more and explore. In a perfect world, when do you want to return? As soon as, as possible, just have to be injury free and, you know, see if you have any significant injuries. If not, I'm red because, you know, we are fighting, we are tough, bro. And what's, what's that hurt more on us is too much, too many comfort trains on top of each other because we have a little inflammation, little micro injuries. And then, boom, when you see what's happening with like a gibberish burns, he was like, how many fights straight you wins? You know, he was fighting, fighting, fighting wasn't the fight that was hurting him. It was the company training. Because we have to train hard to, to fight on that level. Yeah. Too much inflammation, too much impact, too much impact training on top of each other. One time your knee popped, like, like what happened to uh, Hakik as well. He, he knee just blow up itself. He was stepping back. Because why? Because little little injuries, too much kicks, too much, you know, your body's loading, you know. You have just to be careful because we never know when we get, the next injury gonna happen. Maybe you need surgery. So have to look after yourself. And I was checking everything, but yeah. we never know when something gonna pop out. 
Uh, and I'm sure you're going to be watching the title fight next month. By the way, who do you think wins, Alex or, or Yuri? Uh, bro, I'm sure this fight is going to be somebody going to get lights out <laughs> because both are really good striker, yeah. right? Both strong guys, but both, there's no very tight on the defense, you know? Both fight really like Giri is very loose, very hand down and stuff. He moved good, but Pereira as well, his hand is very low. He boom, 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 you know. But I think the guys have to improve a little bit more boxing defense as well because, bro, 205 hit hard. Yeah. And one little jab can go out, you know. Uh, final thing. Good. Uh, if he's watching, what is your message to Mag Magomed Ankalaev? I think he can understand that even if he doesn't speak English or Portuguese or anything. Um, I'm really sorry this happened, Johnny. I think you should have won via DQ, and uh, I wish the fight would have continued and we could have seen a an actual winner. But I was uh, enjoying. I was enjoying the fight. I was enjoying so much, but you see what happened. Uh, hopefully, they make it right for you, uh, whatever that means. I appreciate you coming on. Safe travels home to Ireland for for you and your family. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Obrigado. There he is, Johnny Walker joining us. A very upset Johnny Walker, and I can understand why. Uh, there's there's a lot of cases to be made. Uh, number one, that the fight should have just continued. Number two, that he should have won via DQ. Uh, I weighed on on this uh, earlier. Uh, I didn't ask the guys about it. Rick, what do you think should have happened? I agree. Yeah, I, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, went to... Wow. Corporate Alex really throwing you under the bus there with the shot. Yeah, of I, I haven't been liking a lot of these cuts to me that are <laughs> happening lately. It's uh, it feels very pointed. Maybe we need to uh, social's the priority. Chill on it'll, that all, it'll always be the priority. Hey, listen, you guys don't. Hey, you know what, Ariel? Talk to Connor when uh, the clips don't go out. It's, no. on, it's on Connor. Now. I wanted to know your thoughts. Don't get it, go come after me. I didn't know. I don't know what's going on back I'm, there. I'm looking around, not seeing a lot of allies at the moment. So uh, I wanted to. I went to you first. I went to you first. I would like to know your thoughts. You've been oh, watching. Con Connor this. has Connor has some some thoughts. No, Alex, Alex with the cuts. So you know what, guys? <laughs> Ariel, you you take it up with the you take it up with these guys over here. You're not going to answer the question. Uh, DQ DQ is what that what should have happened there. If the if the doctor is going to say that Johnny Walker is um, not able to continue is because because a result of that knee, then there's only there's only two options. Uh, DQ. Or the fight continues. So if he's saying that makes the, sense. if he's saying that Johnny Walker can't continue as a result of that knee, DQ Aljamain Sterling. He Johnny Walker said it himself. It's the Aljamain Sterling thing. If if he cannot continue, DQ. Yeah. If he can continue, step out of the way and let them fight. Those are really the only two options. I don't understand. Somebody would have to explain to me how we arrived at no contest. That I don't understand. It's it's this thing where it's like, oh, it was unintentional. What what does that mean, unintentional? I don't understand. He threw it. It was an illegal strike. Remember, we always talk about the Anthony Smith fight against John Jones. If Anthony couldn't have continued, Anthony would have been the champion because that would have been yeah. a DQ loss. It wouldn't have been well, a no contest. We we assume, but just based on how this is well, that's lately, that's we true. don't even yeah, know that's that true. that's true. Um, that is true. Yo, if, if I'm Peter Jan, I'm like, yo, what the hell? Yeah, I lost my belt. <laughs> Truly, you know, Legi legitimately, like I know. I know we're like changed. You know, like, no, it changed the it changed the trajectory of his life. Yeah, that mistake. It, but, I mean, it was the right call against Aljamain. It wasn't the right call for uh, Johnny Walker. It really wasn't. Can you, you imagine spending three months of your life or four months? Oh, his last fight was in May. 
So what's May? Yeah, like probably four months of your life preparing for a moment. And then some doctor is like, no, I don't think that you can continue. And then some ref is like, no, let's make it a no contest. Like that is a double kick in the balls right there. Yeah, completely agree. While While not giving him the full five minutes. While not giving him the full five minutes. While asking him a question, where are you? And he says desert, which technically he's correct. And oh, by the way, they say make it right. What does make it right mean? To me, when I heard that, I was like, oh, good on them. You know, I gave Dana credit. He walked in there. He diffused the situation. But ultimately, what does a fighter care about? You know, it was interesting when um, people were talking about the Volk fights, like he's just doing this for the money. And my take on that was like, yeah, and? Of course he's just doing it. What do you think he's doing this for? Why is doing something for the money a bad thing? Especially in fighting. Get all the money you can get. It's called prize fighting for a reason. None of these titles mean anything. You can't deposit a title. So, of course, do it for the money. And so making it right for Johnny Walker, to me, is, all right, you can't change the result. Pay him his his win. Pay him his win, run it back, or give him a number one contender fight, or give him the next title shot if Jamal Hill isn't ready. Agree with all that. I think think when Islam and Habib has said this in the past, like they're just showing up for the money, I think the implication is like they know they're not going to win. That's the that's the implication. Um, not necessarily that, like, you know, there's another motivation beyond money. But, I mean, I think it's very clear. Alexander Volkanovsky is not somebody who is o- who's only or even primarily concerned about money. Sure, money does it. But if if you saw the emotion from him after the fight, legacy, winning a second title, those things were very important. And, by the way, I don't, I don't believe Islam believed that in any part of him. I think he knew what Volk was there to do. Um, and it was nice to see them cordial with each other after the fight as well. Yeah, even today, I saw a yeah. photo of them together outside a restaurant or something. I think Javier Mendez snapped that of, of them outside. So yeah, like th- those two are are the best of what we've got in this sport for sure. GC, run it back? The main event or Johnny Walker, Magomed? No, main event. no, Johnny Walker. I mean, we were just talking about What's Islam going on and, back? What are you guys Alex? doing back I mean, there's there? There's things, there's things work that we have to do back here. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> well, well, Should I not well. keep going back to you guys? I mean, I feel like I'm trying to Listen, be... Listen, we're talking about Islam and Alex, and then you're like, should we run it back, man? Frank, should we run it back? Let's do it. God. Thank you. Uh, yes, you have to. You have to. Both these guys this close to the title for it to end like that, which I'm still mind blown that it's not a DQ. I mean, we have the picture right here. Like, he, he needs a clearly downed opponent... Yeah. Directly in the face. Directly. By the way, in real time, it's like, oh, did it hit his shoulder or did it graze him? And then you look at the replay and it's like, holy shit, that really did land. Yeah. What yeah, about that I, sequence I, I where he gets punched in the stomach right before it and he fakes I thought it. he was out. I yeah. thought he was, was going to go out. I thought that was a liver shot. Here, yeah. here's, the, here's the potential issue. Do we want to make all fouls illegal from the first time? Yes. Please. Please. Yes. Yes, you're so, throwing below the belt. By the way, below the belt, <laughs> DQ. So, oh, DQ. as an example, like point? Bashrat, right? Oh no, I don't. DQ I don't mean now. No, wait, wait. Just, just for the record, if the guy can't continue, I mean, I don't. Just, I don't yeah, mean like Victor Henry could not continue. So, yes. Bashrat is DQ'd. Yes. See, that's where I, I can't get on the train with that. I, I, I understand the, the impulse for it, and I understand the justification for it, and I mostly agree with it. Examples like that are where I can't say like. Bashrat deserves to lose that fight. It's just so hard when you try to... Deserve. Look, I know I know. below the belt, especially in MMA, is tough because like you're kneeing someone in the stomach, you might graze. It's tough. It's way tougher than what we just saw with Johnny and, um, and Magomed. But I, I just feel uncomfortable with the unintentional, intentional 
debate. We're, we're Who's leaving it in the this? hands. Yeah, the, the the referees and the and the uh, ringside commissioners and people like that are the ones ultimately determining these things. I think it's fair to say like they've get a, a fair number of these incorrect. Um, but I also I can't quite get to the everything is illegal point, even though I know that there's a a very logical reason to to say that. I, do I feel more comfortable that. with that. Yeah, the I'll take opposite. a point. The, the Nathaniel yeah. Wood fight, there had to be a point taken there. Like, there had to be. He got yeah. hit below the belt twice, and there was a fence grab. It's like, how many warnings can you give? What's the point of enforcing the rules if all you're ever going to yeah. do is give warnings for Bingo. it? There, there's, a cer- there's a certain point where my... <laughs> that, that hit Frank's close to home. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about Mr. that later. Mr. Referee. But there's a point where I can't... in good conscience keep saying like well I don't feel comfortable with that we have to leave it to their discretion and then they continue to get it wrong maybe the answer is just everything is illegal from first foul maybe that is the best yeah of what we're gonna and if you're gonna have a whole conversation with Johnny maybe go have that conversation with Magomed did you mean to throw it did you not mean to throw it why did you throw it let's have a conversation about that too why does the guy who threw the illegal strike get off scot-free makes no sense it's fair All right, let's move along. The world is going to stop, my friends, on Saturday when our guy, Le Predateur, the pride of Cameroon, the pride of France, the pride of humanity, Francis Ngannou is going to go into Saudi Arabia and potentially shock the world when he goes in there against the lineal heavyweight boxing champion, the one and only the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. They all said he was making a mistake when he bet on himself against Cyril Ghan. They all said he made a mistake when he didn't take the deal that the UFC was offering to fight John Jones. They all said he made a mistake when he signed with the PFL. They all said he made a mistake when he wanted to box. What are they going to say on Saturday night when Francis Ngannou walks into that, what, 20 by 20 ring, 24 by 24? Who knows? Who cares? Potentially shock the world to do what no MMA fighter can do, and that's beat a boxing champion. Let's go all the way to Saudi Arabia now and say hello to le prédateur, Francis, my guy. <laughs> How are Hello, we? Aria. Hello. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, my friend. Oh, I wish I can hug you right now. This is incredible stuff. I can't believe we're almost there. We're just days away now, Francis. Tell me, what is the vibe like in Riyadh right now? Can you paint a picture for us for those that aren't there? How are you feeling? What, what, is, what, is, what, is, what is the scene like for you? Uh, the scene out here for me, royalty. Right. <laughs> they're treating you Royalty. well? I've been Oh, very they're treating me great. Very, very great. I've been here for uh two weeks already. Um and then um I'm here I came with my family, some of them. Um and some of them are uh, some part of them are arriving today and every time it's like ten people come in and they are taking care of everything, everybody set us up. Hey, royalty treatment. Unbelievable. You've never been treated like this before? No, 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 no. No, bro. It's, it's, it's a level, it's a level up. There's level and level, and this is some different level. Like, um, we are in the hotel, and there's like, my team and my family, we are already about 20 people, and then we are indeed the hotel, like we have like four presidential suite and uh, executive suite, junior suite uh, for the team, for the family. I'm in this three bedroom suite. I'm still by my own. I mean, I'm going to get one of my brother come here <laughs> today, but uh, 
yeah, so that's how that's how good we've been treated out here. I'm happy to hear that. Um, you know, I spoke to you, the last time I spoke to you was just when this fight got announced. So a lot has happened since. And I'm just curious, and I know what you're going to say to me, Francis. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. But you are being dismissed to the point of disrespect. The way the boxing community is talking about you, the way they're looking at your clips, the way they're talking about this fight, it is very disrespectful. Do you not read any of this, look at any of this, internalize it, and does it get you mad? Does it piss you off? Because they are talking about you like you're some novice fighter who has never been in a fight of any kind that he's just going to walk in there out of shape and steamroll through you. Do you read any of this? Do you look at any of this? Do you watch any of this and get upset about it, the way they're speaking about you and your skills? Uh, they're going to, whatever they do, they're going to watch it from, from the stage. I'm the man on the stage. That's it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, as you said, I will respond like, I don't care because I don't care. It's my show. It's my show, man. I managed to get here, and whether you like it or not, it is what it is. You just have to take it. Uh, you don't. You don't ever get worked up. Ah, I'm going to show these people. Get pissed off. Go to the gym. Upset. Take it. Like you, it never actually gets under your skin. No, it can get under my skin. Hey, listen. It's it's the entire story of my life. Mm. Every time it's been like that from the beginning, from like the very beginning, since when I was kid. Even like dreaming to become a fighter, it was the same thing. Like my family did the same thing. Uh, I mean, even people that you know for sure that they love you, uh, but they couldn't just see have see your vision, understand you, like what you're doing, right? So they always doubted me. And uh, look how far we have come. I, man- I always manage my way through, and uh, I don't care. Okay, so I then, don't care. So then let me ask you this. A couple of weeks ago... When they make the official announcement that he is fighting Alexander Usyk, that it's a done deal, that it's going to be in Riyadh, maybe even as soon as December 23rd, how did you feel about that that timing and that announcement coming out when it did? Well, um, in fact, people been some people asked me if I wasn't frustrated about it, if I wasn't irritated about it, and again, if you look if you look at it in the in the right um, in the right angle, this fight. The Usyk fight was the fight that Tyson supposed even supposed was negotiating. They're supposed to fight even me. I took this. I took the scene and then I got the fight. So he's fighting me first. We are getting the big, way bigger fight. I don't really care what he's gonna do after with Tyson, with the Usyk or with whomever is gonna do it. Do it. You know, um, I'm having the biggest, uh, the biggest stage here. So. Even though that fight is the most, uh, the boxing community will consider the most legit fight uh, because it's a, a unified title, I'm having a big stage. He can be as big as this, no matter what it can be. So why would I be upset about something that is smaller than what I have? It's just a little weird to <laughs> announce a fight before the other fight, no? Because let's say you win on Saturday. What if you knock him out? That fight's not happening, right? Well, that's, then that's your problem. That's not mine. I don't have to deal with that. I think about like what's next to me. I'm also going to fight uh, somewhere in the future or after that fight too. I'm going to fight, uh, for example, I'm going to fight in PFR early next year. Uh, we haven't announced that yet, but I'm going to fight. There is a fight going on. So uh, we we both definitely going to fight after this fight. I understand what you're saying. Just curious because you mentioned it. Uh, is the PFL debut date set just yet? Not yet. Okay. Getting but close? This time, the, the, the frame, the frame, the frame. Yeah. Is set. 
Yes. When January, February, March? What are we thinking? Uh, between February. He has always been between February and March. Okay. Uh, opponent yet? No, decide yet. Are there names? Couple options. Couple options. Do you want to talk? Let's talk about the options. What do we got? Well, let's let's. Uh... Uh, we really have nothing. Uh, we have we haven't gone far enough to talk about it yet. Okay. But uh, we are working on some options. All right. Um, is there any chance if you win on Saturday? I'm, I'm assuming he has a, a rematch clause, right? That you might fight him before the PFL debut. That you fight him again. Uh, I don't think he's going to... Yeah, I'm, uh, that, yes, I'll fight him again. Uh, no before the PFL. I mean, no, at least, no before um, uh, the PFL debut. I don't know exactly, but there's, there's that clause. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's possible. It's a possibility. Okay, is, there, is that the same clause for you too? Can you get the... If you get screwed or something, can you get an immediate rematch against them? Um, it depends how I fight them. Okay. All right. It, it depends. I have to be convincing. I understand. <laughs> By the way, if, if, if you beat him, the next one has to be for the belts, right? I don't care. You don't care? Yeah. What? Crazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't care about it. I just, just live in the dream, just get a fight, you know? Hey, let me tell you something. There's a lot of people out there that has a lot of belt and that will never see what I'm living right now. Sure, sure. It's amazing. <laughs> How happy are you right now with no drama, with no, like that it all worked out like this? Remember where we were in January when, when Dana White said, mm -hmm. oh, we released it? Like to, to see how the year is ending for you. Can you describe how happy you are, the way everything has panned out? Uh, I'm very happy. I'm very calm. Um, surprisingly, uh, last week I was little nervous basically like finish up the training camp and i'm like oh man the fight week is coming but for some reason wake up on monday and just feel like good like just happy and he kind of like worried me at some point i'm like are you really taking this seriously right i'm like you know i have to real question myself and remind because i'm just relaxed i'm just um happier about it i have my family around we all the, we sit down all the time. Like we don't see Diego, but when I come back to training, then uh, we have a moment. Just sit down, start talk about the past, talk about you know processing memories. Um, you know, basically, like at this moment, it's quite um, it's quite great to think about to bring to go back a little bit in the past, and that's what we've been doing. And uh, you kind of like forget that you're in the fight with whoosh is usually you will be there in your hotel room, maybe with your team. And the most the thing that you guys going to talk about is fight and keep you like, you know, keep you nervous. But eh, I'm happy. I'm relaxed. As you said, again, no drama, nothing for something sure, way different. How do you think you'll feel on Saturday? Do you think you'll be very nervous? Well, uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to get on Saturday. I'm really excited to see uh, how good I can do out there. So uh, it's something that I'm looking forward to. Um, yes, but I think like I'm going to be to be fighting the world champion, the boxing world champion, the number one. 
And uh, if you're not nervous at that moment, that means something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That means you're not aware of a danger that is in front of, of you, you know. So, um, and I'm diff- I'm clearly aware of who Tyson Fury is, uh, what I have to deal with. Um, yeah, I mean, might be nervous, but I'm good. How much do you expect to weigh on Friday? Huh? How much do you expect to weigh on Friday? How much? Yeah. Uh, two, 270. Two, yeah, 270. I really haven't been um, um, getting my weight down. We make sure to not take the weight down because it's very important. Tyson Fury can show up very big and very heavy. And uh, he can also... Um, he likes the daily boxing and he's higher, um, he's taller than me. So I might have some at some point to need to use that force and all those stuff. So we haven't worked uh, to get the weight down. We, down. Uh, we just, it was just about the right balance between strength and endurance. What were your takeaways from when you were with him at the press conference in London? Uh, you, you did the face-off, you did the face-to-face for TNT. Um, he took off his shirt, and, and I, I'm just wondering, like, what you took away from your interactions with him, and what you saw from him. No, I think he was just um, he was just trying to distract me, you know, make you lower your guard, uh, like, oh, look, like I look like a fat, I'm a fat pig, I'm this, I'm that, I'm like, not you, you are not, uh, you are the, the the best heavyweight boxer out there, and uh, you know, I'm going to be working seriously to come face that man, know the physique. Do you think he is taking this challenge seriously? Yes. He better, he better uh, does. <laughs> he better does, because I've been taking it very seriously, and he better do, uh, take it seriously. But considering what everyone is saying, and that even he signed up for another fight after this one already, does it make you feel like he is potentially looking past you? I'm looking past him too. Do you think my life gonna stop after this fight? No. <laughs> Do you think my career gonna end after this fight? No. I have future after this fight. I'm looking on stuff, you know. Um, no later than last week, I was on the phone with Pete Murray talking about PFR stuff. Uh, so yes, he has the right to look past me. We are not going to war that uh, we are going to die. We are just going to fight and we're gonna be back and continue with our lives. Uh, there was a really interesting thing that happened in the face-to-face that I saw that was moderated by Carl Frampton. You were talking about the size of the ring, um, and it was 20 by 20, 24 by 24. He said he never asked for anything. You said you heard he asked for a certain size. One would think that maybe he would want a little bit more space. I don't know. What size ring are you actually fighting in? Do you know by now? In, in the contract, he was uh, 24 by 24. Okay. And you you prefer twenty by twenty? Nowhere to run, right? Less less room for him to dance around. Uh, listen, no, like I prefer. It could be on the in the football on the football field. <laughs> We're gonna fight. That's what I know. That's right. Hey, I'm not. Yeah, we're gonna fight. Okay. Uh, can I ask how did the uh, relationship with Mike Tyson come about, and how how present has he been in the training camp? 
the relationship with Mike Tyson uh been uh, around for four years now. Since the first time that I met him uh, four years ago, I think it was uh, July 2019. And from that very first time, I made the request to fight um, to for him to be on in my corner if ever and whenever I fight Tyson Fury. And he accepted. So and then uh, we stay in touch. I've been I, I've been in his podcast a uh, couple time after that. And then we stay in touch. We get uh, in a couple occasion. We we have to to meet and talk, but never about this fight until he became um, real a couple months ago, uh, four months ago, and I made a call. Uh, will he be in your corner on Saturday? Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. Who will be in your corner, including Mike Tyson? Do you do you have you decided who the the corner will be? Yes, I have Dewey um, Dewey Cooper. I have uh, Eric Nixie. I have uh, John Bumba from France. And Mike Tyson. He's a boxing. Yes. Golly, that is incredible. Mike Tyson in your corner with Eric Nixick. Dude, that is amazing. Um, and, and, and isn't it amazing that Tyson is named after, Tyson Fury is named after Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's in your corner? Do you think that annoys Tyson Fury? That's his problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this way, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not uh, concerned about what annoys Tyson Fury. But I, I feel like it's a nice little mind games that you're playing with him here. What do you mean? Uh, you know, he was named after him. His dad loves Mike. Now Mike is siding with you in your corner. That's that's good stuff. Well, it's it's the sport. That's how the sport works. You know, sometimes uh, you have a guy that. Uh, you love sometimes you have a brother that fight a friend sometimes you have a friend that fights somebody that you you actually like you know your heart always gonna be in the one side but maybe if he wasn't fighting that guy you would have supported right. him but it happened he's a combat sport uh what is mike like as a coach how would you describe him Ooh. He's very intense. <laughs> yeah. Really? He's, yes, he's very intense. It's about volume. It's about pressure. It's pressing, pressing. I remember the first time that we trained together, and then the next day he, he was like, yes, uh, are you sore? I'm like, no. Then he, I'm like, uh, that is a mistake. Uh. I should have said yes. And then I wake up the next day. Uh, I was sore from the second train. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, that is, what a sight that's going to be, him walking you out. Um, and so so he's going to be in your corner. You have this opportunity, and there's been just a little bit of footage that we've seen. And I've seen some some boxing people say that you're – you know what trolling means? You understand what trolling means, right? You just trolled us with that ad from Gymshark of you walking through the door. We all thought it was true. That's like tricking people, right? Like making fun of people. Uh-huh. They think that you're yeah. trolling them with the, the the hitting of the mitts, that you're trying to trick them. That you you you're not as you know you're not as good as as you're you're better than what you're showing us. Are you doing? Are you playing a trick on us? When then they will find out. <laughs> and not one day, Monday, uh, <laughs> s- s- Saturday, right? Saturday. Yes. Um, Saturday. What about what about Kamara Usman wearing your shirt, the beautiful Roots of Fight shirt, and they blurred it out on Embedded? I mean, is that something else? That is petty, no. <laughs> I I mean, 
I don't know. Well, listen, that means one thing. I've been doing something right for myself. Uh, incredible that they would do that. And it was cool to see, Usman, we're showing the picture right now, and the stuff from Roots of Fight is beautiful. I got a sweatshirt from them too. Uh, beautiful stuff. All the merchandise, all the buildup for this. What about the promos, Francis? Like the promos are like movie trailers. That I've never seen promos it for a fight a, like this. It was a movie trailer. Like we, you get to the set, and then it's like a set for a movie. I'm like, I've been in a couple movie set, and that was exactly what was. It was unbelievable. It was a movie set, yeah, like on scene for a promo. Uh, even the uh, music video, the music video, same thing. Yeah, five day of shooting in like in Hollywood. the The amount of money, like the amount of stuff that they've done leading up to this fight, I've never seen anything like it. Has it surprised you? Like, is, has this gone bigger than what you expected? Definitely, way bigger than what I expected. I mean, from what I used to to get here, we definitely get to be surprised. Mm, yeah, for sure. By the way, isn't it great that it's on ESPN Plus pay per view? Do you think that the the guys in Vegas like that? What do you think they think of that? Well, ESPN is a is an independent business, <laughs> and I don't think <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah. But you know, the, yeah, it's his, own, it's, an, it's his own company. Sure, sure, sure. Um, by the way, did you watch Kamaru on Saturday? Yes. What did you think of, of what he did? Well, um, for the fight, I think he did amazing. Um, but to be honest, for my, I, I get a little worried when he take that fight in short notice and everything. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Uh, but you know, and uh, but I was impressed to see like he he went there and then hold the fight um to the end, and looks like the, I think the, the, if this fight was a five round five round fight, he would have win the fight clearly hands up. Mm -hmm. But you know, and basically after after the last um after the last takedown from the. Um, Knowing that it was a three-round fight, I'm like, man, it's not good. After what, how the first round uh, plays out, uh, shouldn't get this take this takedown because at some point he started to like get his pace, you know, uh, footwork, jab, and he was working until get taken down. But man, but uh, heads up to him though to step up and take that fight in short notice, uh, which is. I mean, if you was me, you wouldn't take that fight. Right. You no, know, very impressive. Right, right. Very impressive yeah. what he did, especially against someone like Hamzad. And of course, you watched the fight. I'm sorry. I saw on your YouTube channel, you did the reaction to it. So I urge everyone. Those are very, uh, very fun to watch. So I urge everyone to go check it out on your YouTube channel. I'll just ask you a couple more questions and then I'll let you go because I know it's getting late over there. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, that watch that he gave you, is that really from Ronaldo? And uh, what, what is this watch? This watch looks insane. Fly of Cristiano Ronaldo. Fly of CR7, baguette. Come on, look at this. He it gave is, you that? He is, he is insane. Yes. He is insane. He gave you that just as a gift? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You know. Look at you, Francis. Thank you, so. Hey, 
You better, you better, you better surround yourself with some good friends. I know. I don't have any friends like that. <laughs> no one's giving me anything close to that. Is he going to the fight on Saturday? Is Ronaldo going to be there? Yes. Wow. Yes. What about Mbappe? Is he going to be there too? Uh, no. I think he's he's busy now. Okay. Any other Mbappe celebrities? Is quite busy. Big celebrities going to be there? A lot of celebrities going to be here from Cameroon, from France. Um, Daju gonna be here. Uh, uh, Samuel Eto gonna be here. A lot of celebrity gonna be here. Incredible. And and when you dream of the fight, when you sleep, when you go to bed, what, how how are you envisioning? What are you what are you seeing? What what's playing out in your mind as far as how it's gonna play out? My um, my visual my visualization being just at the at the beginning, you know. Like I think how I'm gonna work out, and then how Tyson gonna come out there with the throne, make a show, and I'm gonna be in the uh, in the ring waiting for him. I don't know, maybe for 20 minutes. I think I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm like, maybe he's gonna come and sing some some British music or some country music for 10 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> And then once the fight starts, what are you what are you envisioning as far as the fight? Oh no! When the fight starts, we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. I know that I'm going out there to fight, uh, visualizing what's gonna happen. I don't know, but I'm gonna fight. Hey, it's um, all or nothing. Mm. Yeah. You seeing knockout? Are you feeling a knockout? We know. We know. We know. Win. Yes. You know, in um in MMA, I will usually answer that question pretty good, very confident about a knockout. But in boxing, uh, basically against against Tyson, oof, it's gonna be a tough one. But yes, I still go for the knockout. Well, I can't wait. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And I know you don't probably want to hear this on the Monday before our massive fight, but you know you've already won. Uh, you've won at life. You've won in the fight game. Just getting to this fight, getting to this point, you have won. But now it's time for the the exclamation point. You know what I mean? To 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 finish this story. The 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 series on top of the cake. Yes, that's what Saturday gonna be. Yes, uh, la cerise. Yes, the cherry on top. La cerise sur le gâteau. Oui, uh, uh, I love that. A nice little cherry on top of the cake. Uh, so many people have doubted you. So many people called you crazy, not just over the past year, but your whole life. To see this come to fruition, uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy for you, my friend. So I wish you nothing but the best. Bon courage. Go get them on Saturday. We'll all be watching and, uh, and, and, and looking forward to seeing if you could shock the world one more time. Okay, thank you very much, Aria. Thank you for, for having me on the show again. And uh, yes, and uh, thank you for everyone who support me. And uh, even those who hate me, thank you, because it's because of you that I'm here, you know. And I know even you guys that hate, you're going to turn in and watch. And that's what I want, turn in and watch. Thank you. All right. All the best, Francis. Talk to you soon. Take care. Good luck. Talk to you earlier. Bye. All thank right. You. There he is, the great Francis Ngannou. I am excited, guys. I have to say, I am excited. That got me excited. I mean, we just went, by the way, we just went from Abu Dhabi to, uh, to Saudi Arabia, and we're going back to Abu Dhabi in a moment with uh, Paulo Costa. It's a very Middle Eastern program uh, today, so this is very nice. I'm, what are we at? 
What are we at? Scale of one to ten. What are we at? I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid. Okay, I'm afraid. To, I, you know, I should always go to Frank first as the uh, the first question. I mean, I'm afraid. Trustworthy. What are you at? What are you at? I'm at a nine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. excited. This is a good weekend for boxing. Yeah. Got Florida. Got Abu Dhabi. I mean, Saudi Arabia. Wait, what's in Florida? Orlando. On the oh, Amanda Serrano. That's right. Oh, yes. Historic. Historic. Very historic. Yes. Three-minute rounds. Yeah, it is a big weekend for boxing. You think you could do it, Frank? What do you think? What are you feeling? I think, I mean, I'll put it this way. I showed the promo to a neighbor. Yeah. buying the pay-per-view now. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they didn't even know who Francis was. And then they told him the whole story, showed him the promo. They know who Fury is, but they're excited for Francis. Yeah. Uh, so. Francis posted on his Instagram yesterday one that was voiced by The Rock, but I think it's like from a different Rock thing, but it was all about his career. Like the content leading up to this fight has been tremendous. Not to it's not to mention the merch and the promotional materials and all that stuff. Uh, I'm really curious to see how it all plays out and uh, what it does on pay per view. But just really how the story, like we've been, I feel like we've been talking about the possibility of this fight happening for at least three years, and I'm just I'm just fascinated to finally see it happen. And the boxing community is not giving him a chance. Uh, they really aren't. And uh, you know he's been making believers out of doubters for quite some time now we are scheduled as of right now and perhaps i'm jinxing myself but on wednesday we are scheduled to talk to tyson fury and i always love talking to tyson it's always very interesting yes thank you frank i appreciate that uh it's always a very interesting chat and especially now with the Usyk fight with the tommy fury fight um with his dad hating me uh no i'm kidding john and i are great i saw him in the locker room i was like john we good yeah cool all right awesome and then i scurried off um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that conversation, hopefully on Wednesday from Riyadh. You going to Riyadh, Frank? I know there was some talk of you potentially going. No, I'm actually going to watch, um, the fight over at Rick's house on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in New York, Rick? Yep. New York, Rick. Amityville. Party? Uh, no, no, no party. No party. But the invite is there. Wow. I didn't. Mike I, might be in town. I didn't realize. I t- look the the situation you, is what the situation is. I've explained to him wh- the the situation that occurred on the watch party. That's going to be what's happening in the house. But it'll be in real time for the me computer. Now. It won't be that you're and, seeing it uh, five seconds ahead. Wait a second. This sounds like Frank invited himself over to your house, and it sounds like you're trying to deter him from. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to deter him. I'm just making I'm just making him aware of what the situation is going to be. But did he invite himself over? No, I did get a formal invite. But based on how did it go? Did he say he was in the neighborhood and could I stop by? And yeah, no. sure. This doesn't sound like a typical fight party if I'm reading it correctly. <laughs> That's it's a it's a mysterious Frank and New York Rick link up Collab. fight fight collaboration. Watch. Wow, are yeah. you guys gonna do a watch party from the house yeah. from the pool? Um, we'll FaceTime you. Now is GC coming? No, he'll be out of town. Where's he going? To. What does it matter? Come on, uh, I just, I mean, guy's got a life. It's in Ganu Fury. Well, I mean, what could he be doing? Um, I hope you watching the fight. Just yeah, not with us. Oh, I just heard him. Uh, is that Francis back? Uh, yeah, Francis came back. Are you excited, Rick? I'm conflicted. <laughs> Why? I don't believe. You don't believe what? I don't believe this is going to be a fight. Oh, I thought you were just saying you didn't believe it was going to happen. I was like, what? No, I believe it's going to happen. I just don't believe this is going to be a competitive fight. 
I think it is. Ultimately, I don't know what happens, but I think it's competitive. I think the combo of Tyson maybe not taking it as seriously as, say, like a Usyk fight and Francis going in there to shock the world. Now, you know, I truly does believe he... in my heart of hearts that that Tyson Fury could roll off the couch and school Francis and Ganu in boxing. This is crazy. I hope Francis isn't watching right now. This is absolutely crazy. Francis, that's not me who said that, okay? I know we have similar... No, we don't have similar hairstyle at all. Uh, we used to back in the day. Um, I think Francis is playing possum with the training footage. Oh, believe me, this is not based on the training footage. <laughs> what about the visual of Francis walking out with Tyson, with Mike Tyson? Oh, come on. It's yeah, going to be great. I think Mike Tyson's involvement in this is a really, really smart play strategically and in the promos and all this stuff. Oh, it's been great. They've done really well. They, this A-plus from a marketing materials, social, all that perspective, they have really yeah. shown the efforts behind this. 100%. It feels big. Now, you know, we'll see. Come Monday, next week, we'll talk about if it delivered. Um, but it, it feels, you know, they've, they've, they've done it the right way. They've Absolutely. Done they have, they, you know, you could, you could think what, what you want of uh, Tyson Fury announcing a, a fight pass for us in Zaganu. Oh, yeah. But the efforts behind this event, have they have cut no corners. The card is actually not bad. Some yeah. Interesting uh, heavyweight battles on there. I'm curious to see what it looks like, what it feels like. You know, I was critical of the Paul Fury fight in um, in February. It felt like it was a little bit void of of energy. And so I'm curious if this one's going to be any different. Um, the WWE events aren't like that. I don't know why it felt like that in February. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It just seemed off. Something seemed off about it. Maybe it was the Sunday afternoon component. I don't know. Uh, but I'm very curious to see how it uh, looks and feels come uh, Saturday afternoon here, Saturday evening over in Saudi Arabia. Now, let's go back to Abu Dhabi. Old friend of the show, Paulo Costa, standing by. Of course, he was supposed to fight at UFC 294. Didn't last time we spoke to him. He was still on the card, but uh, in the end was removed. Let's talk to him now to see what he thought of Saturday and to see how he's feeling, uh, most importantly. Hello, Paulo. By the way, this is a great look for you. The hair, everything. You're looking very much like Clark Kent. You know Clark Kent? Of course I know. Of course. You 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 don't have TV anymore. <laughs> By the way, I see myself. I see myself in back of you right there on the TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm watching you, motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> there I am. Yeah. I was worried about the link, you know. I was asking you about the link, but Tamayo was Tamayo fell down his lips. So Oh my god. I I'm doing for myself, you know, and yeah, I'm alone right now. <laughs> doing my my always stuff. Oh my, my always helping me. But now she left me and go to sleep. She she tired. She's so tired. I can understand. But we are here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. The proud of Quebec. Yes. Ariel Jackal. Wow. Right. You know my right middle there. name. I like it, Paolo. Okay. First things first. How is the uh how is the uh the elbow? Can you tell us how you're feeling? It's getting better, you know. Much better, much better. I, I saw doctors today, and uh, the, the progress is keep uh, continuous. Uh, have been doing, you know. So they are so happy and proud of this because I have already test. I test my hand, uh, yeah, uh, Saturday, in the arena. So they are so proud, so proud of the service. You know, I, I punched some yes. changing head there, so they are proud and they say, Paul. 
You did pretty well, you know. You you are not allowed to do any exercise except beat some Chechen heads if you uh, saw them in your in front of you. But besides this, is hundred percent good. I I I think we're gonna remove these teachers. Uh, not nice teachers. Sorry, nice teachers. They sticker. Uh, Thursday. So then I will be like a okay. And I want to ask you about what happened Saturday in a moment, but I'm just curious. The last time I spoke to you, uh, you were still saying that you wanted to be in the fight. Ultimately, why did you get removed from the fight? Like, what happened between when we spoke to the announcement coming out two days later that you were out? Uh, day after that spoke, uh, doctor uh, told me we need to do more truth surgery. So, like, uh, and let my open, um, let my my elbow open. So they they would not be uh, possible to do another stitches, you know. So with this arm open and the skin open, it is not possible to do anything. And you know, any commission will not uh, will uh, block me to fight. And you know, so that that night that I spoke with you, I I had a uh, a chance to fight, but. Next day, doctor told me you need to reopen your first surgery to clean again. So mm. that, that way will not be possible anymore. How how depressing was that when you got the news that you were out? How did you uh, how did you feel after all these months? All these months, I was you know in the edge. I know I know that since the the first surgery i was in the edge but i was trying just pushing hard just trying with all my my power you know try stay in the fight try not let this fight fall fall apart and uh yeah when the the news hit me you know i felt frustrated so frustrated frustration a lot of frustration and sad yeah and uh was was bad moment very bad moment and uh to see his response he was sort of mocking you and saying that you were running away how hard was it to see all of that say again sorry uh you know when when the news came out like hamza was kind of mocking you and saying that you were a chicken and running away how hard was it to see all of that that he was you know not not really because this is a kind of bullshit you know uh you cannot do. You, you cannot say nothing about a big a three surgeries and a open wall on your elbow. You know, two big holes like I post pictures. Uh, just bullshit. I just ignore. This don't affect me, really. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what happened at the event on Saturday? I saw one of the clips of you battling someone, and the guy jumped over. What what happened there? Yeah. Bro, I don't know exactly what these guys were, were doing there, over there, but uh, when I get in the arena, I was in the hallway, took pictures of the fans, and somebody that asked for for photo and and, and uh, selfies. And uh, almost in the corner, when the, yeah, in the corner to, to go to my seats, uh, I... A guy called me, and when I came in front of him, he showed his fingers in my face, you know. So I looked to him, and 
the security is pushing me like a, come on, Paulo, next fight is coming. We, we need to, you know, we need to let the hallway free to the next match. But I, 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 I say, I mark his face. Oh. <laughs> I mark his face because I become, I piss out, you know, my, my will is slap his in the face directly, but I, I cold. So I mark his face and uh, I use the same highway, uh, uh, um, highway to, to go to the bathroom and come back to my seats. So I went to the bathroom and looked for him. And when I come back, I saw him, but he was not anymore in the first row. He was in the third row. So uh, it makes more fears because he like, uh, came for the first just to show his fingers in my face. <laughs> right. So respect Right, right. <laughs> so just so, bro. I, I, I was like, uh, I need to, I need to discipline, discipline, discipline this guy before, you know, I came back to watch the fights because my my mind will stay on this guy. This guy is so audacious. <laughs> and then I come back and I saw him in the third row. I say, brother, come here, please. I want to to do something with you. And. Uh, he looked to me like that, and he started to come. But they are a little a couple of them. I think it's like a dwarf chain gang around there, maybe four or three. I don't know. And uh, they, when he started to, to fall down to to came uh, jump the seats to come until until me, somebody just hold him. Don't don't go, don't go. And then I grab him. So when I get, uh, when I, I grab him, another guy tried to punch me. So the security pull, pull me out, and then the same guy that I was trying drag out, he jumped in. <laughs> he jumped in, you know, <laughs> like in front of me. Uh, I don't know what he had in mind, but it was not a good idea for him because when once he jumped, he landed in the security, and his head was like. In front of me, so even with my brand new arm, I, I could land. <laughs> That's it, just this. Wow! And more guys start to jump in, but I don't know these guys. Okay. And, uh, I don't. Care. I don't care. Yeah. After that, was there anything else that happened, or were were you left alone? Yeah, just this. I left. Yeah. Okay. I I went to. Uh, I went to take a car to come back to my hotel. And uh, we go through the Hilton. Hilton is uh, the hotel, the Atlitz hotel. Was a, a lot of people there, but it was fine. Okay. Um, what did you think about the fight? Hamzat, Kamaru, yeah. what were your thoughts on the fight? I, I can resume for you. I think uh, Kamaru did, did his best. You know, in that circumstance, he got. First of all, he is a well, well the way, not middle way. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he is quite smaller than a, a legit middle way. But he's a good well, well the way. But he he was like a ten days short notes, so. And he need to to f flew here in Abu Dhabi. We know it's different. 
time is and uh, you, you maybe you take like a two days to get here depends from where you come so basically he had seven days to, to train for this fight and I think he did what he called to do but if he called uh, a little bit more on himself he could beat the, uh, uh, he could get a win on in this fight I was talking with his coach uh, Cosmo Alexandre and I was Cosmo he need to push a little bit in the second for sure he lost the first the first round he, he lost but I think he won the second and the third in my opinion if you put 10 eight for for Gomez in the first at least a draw but yes but it is what it is. I, I think this fight makes Shimaev uh, become smaller, become uh, yeah, smaller than he was before. Because the people actually the the, the people uh, have has a lot hype on him. But I I just realized it's just more about boys and and kids. You know, it's not the regular. It's, it's not the 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 hard fun co uh, core fan base from MMA because the people don't don't think he's ready already. You know, maybe he has potential, but he's not ready to big fights, to super fights. Camaro with full camp would smoke him, mm. and uh, yes, and. Uh, yeah, I think these guys who support him, who is, you know, so fanatic with him, is just kids who see on him, on him a Western guy who can represent them or their weakness, something like that. It's a kind of nerds. When nerds look for some somebody, some, you know, in the cartoons and, oh, this is my hero. Mm. But for, for, for you... For, for for example, for you, who is a uh, long time on this sport, you know you have seen everything already, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you you can recognize when the guy is ready to big big things or not. And uh, I don't believe he's uh, he's ready, you know, right now. So yeah, I think this fight uh, make him a little bit smaller than before and uh actually the fight against gilbert showed the the same thing but now one more one more for for point on this way i think were you surprised that it went down like that or or did you you know did you did you think that he would finish him in the first round or did you expect kamaru to give him a tough fight like the gilbert fight now i expect I, I just, I expect Kamaru would, uh, would make a good fight, you know, and uh, and uh, be very tough opponent. Okay. For for Shimaev. So yeah. it, it sounded like afterwards they were saying that he gets a title shot. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't think this is legit. He didn't beat a top middleweight yet, and uh, and uh, he didn't make great things in the weatherweight 
either. So why? You know, my, my point is just why. Yeah, why do why? you think? I I think I think he should fight a legit middleweight. No, why Me. do you, why do you think they're giving it to him? Like, what's your? I don't your know. Guess? You know, I to be honest, can I be honest? Please. I think then I'd say about that the next one will will be in the line for the title just for to hype this event to mm. not to not let the, the expectative of the people. Uh, below, so when he say the next one you fight for the for the title next, the people put more attention. Oh, let's see, you know, it's it's like a strategy to sell. But Dana White's so smart. He's running his, this show very very well, you know, and uh, he knows what uh, will be better. And uh, for the business and for for the division, and uh, I I believe I I believe a lot in what he's gonna do, and I truly believe he gonna uh, he book my fight against him. When could you fight? Uh, given your elbow, like what are they saying to you? When could you be a hundred percent? I have sent a message for for them writing his private uh, Instagram, and we have a talk. I actually bothering him. I can't fight. I, I want to fight in December. That soon? I want to fight. That's in two months. Yeah. Yes. You yes. could be ready to go? The, uh, the elbow would be okay? Yeah. Uh, as I told you, the wound is closed. It's almost closed. So yeah. more one week, one week I will be ready to come back to train. And uh, I don't need too much time to train. You know, I, I have been trained. I, I did a, a fight camp for committed chain. I have been trained for this fight for a whole year. I don't need eight weeks, 12 weeks. I need five weeks. Give mm -hmm. me five weeks. We can before the end of this year. Okay. And uh, if it was up to you, you want to rematch him. Like, I mean, rematch. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Rebook, rebook. You no. obviously didn't fight him. But uh, like you, that's what you want, right? You want to do you versus him and we determine who's the better I man. I really want, you know, besides I become a little bit more less excited for, to fight him after mm. Saturday, you know, because he, he shows a lot of holes in his game, you know, so immature, doing hard. Yeah, he just <laughs> rushed too much in the first and he, was, he wasn't over there anymore in the second, in the third, so gets out. So this is like a begin mistakes, you know. I remember when I had four fights, I was like that. I just rushed with everything that I had and I, I didn't had, had. And then uh, my soul just goes out of my body and I was like tired as a hell, you know. So he do, he doing the same right now in UFC against, you know, against... Uh, in the coming event, so this is so immature. Uh, that's you know everybody knows. If you lose my head, more two rounds, he gonna you know uh, or he, he gonna um, uh, finish him or won that fight. Of if he believe a little bit in himself and push a little bit more, I truly believe who's gonna get the should, should I get the win. But yeah, 
So, but he's, he is the fight that I want. But if he's not, that's okay. We have Whitaker, we have uh, Duplessis, uh, Canonier. I don't know. Um, what do you think would have happened if you fought him on Saturday? In, in, in your heart, what do you think would have been the result? I think, I f okay, I will tell you my, my honest uh, thought about that. I really think in the first shoot, I will sprawl really hard, really hard, you know, over almost 100 kilos sprawling above his head, have ribs, and uh, he could make a body lock or put me down. If he could, I will just bounce and come back. And uh, maybe he survived for the first, but in the second, no way. Hmm. I'm going to knock him out. So it must have been hard to watch that on Saturday, right? No one feeling that? Yes. You're yes. Like, that should yes, have been me. Yes, yes. yes exactly. And that, that was my feeling. Right. And what about the money? Money easy, you know, easy everything. Right. People criticized you for talking about the elbow, for 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 making it public. Um, what do you what do you make of those people? You got some criticism criticism afterwards. I didn't understand this quite side. Uh, why? I don't know. Maybe uh, they, I guess they were implying that you were trying to get out or make excuses, all this stuff. I don't know. Did you see <laughs> did this stuff? Yeah. I... It was crazy. No, it was why? not fair. Not fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was just uh, telling the people that I was good in that, at that moment. Yeah. Even after... Surgery, you know, I'm ready. I'm good. The way is good. My, I'm feeling good. I'm training. I'm sparring already. So, just to let the people know, because I don't like to. Uh, I don't know. I think people deserve to know what's going on mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. Some point is is strategically. So you need to let for for after. But at some point, why not? Why not? Mm. Uh, what is your message to Hamzat? Don't be afraid. <laughs> the guy is run away this fight the whole year. Let me tell, let, let me tell you something. Uh, UFC Spain doing this fight. They told me, UFC uh, Hunter Campbell told me about this fight around January. Okay? I just say, it's so long with no fights. Why are you wait until October to fight Lomete Chain? Mm. I told you, I think, yeah. I was here in the show. Yeah. He said, Oh, no, no, I don't want you to fight before because, you know, you can injure your in, during the fight and we lost this match. You say, okay, I will wait to this fight. But even uh, August, Gourmet Chain was trying to find out another people to fight, not me, but not me. He was not the one. To, he never want fight me. Hmm. Neither him, any of his coaches, his manager. Only UFC push for him accept. He has. He had no other option. So what my message for him? Let's fight. Don't be afraid. I know he, he's insecure, man. You know he tried to. 
looks um, no fear in this bullshit, but he is a, he's soft. He was crying, I cried, I broke my hand. I broke my hand as well. Again, look. And uh, yeah. And uh, I was, did, 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 did you see me cry? Mm. About my hand? <laughs> Not about my hand. I no. cry about, about yeah, other it. things, other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. other <laughs> things for sure. Um, well, I'm sorry it didn't work out, but I appreciate you coming on and uh, talking to us. And you're going to go home now and get well. You're going to go back to Brazil, get well, and then hopefully we see you back in there in the next uh, yeah. in the next few months. Okay. 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 Yeah, I I just have another appointment on Thursday, and then I need to stay here until Thursday. Uh, okay. So I with the same doctors, and after that, I'm just wait for UFC tell me who's going to be my next opponent. But I want to fight Asap. Okay. Uh, thank you, Paulo. All the best, my friend. Thank you for staying up late. Take care and good luck with the appointment. Thank you. Thank you very much. All See right. you. There he is, the great Paulo Costa Bohashinia, uh, kind enough to join us to update us on his situation. All right, let's move along now to our in-studio guest. He's one of the best boxers on the planet. Top 10, pound for pound, December 9. He returns to action in the Bay Area, going back home. First big fight at the Chase Center in San Francisco. He is moving up to 140 pounds to fight the WBC champion at junior welterweight, Regis Progray. He's the great Devin Haney who is here. My man, Devin. What's happening? How you doing, Thank brother? you so much. Please have a seat. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you for, for coming in. Me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to uh, have you in person. We've talked before, but not yeah. in person. No, I feel so much better like this. This is better? Yeah. You're more You're more comfortable? Yeah, we're over the, the Zoom. The Zoom, it's, it's tough to yeah. connect. Yeah, You've been doing a lot of media yeah. in the last few days. Mm -hmm. Do you like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's part of it. You know, I signed up for it. Um, I knew that I would be here one day, so I know well, you know what comes with it, and uh, it's all about promoting the fight. And I want as many people to watch the fight as right. possible and to be at the fight. So, but I, I I get the feeling. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like you prefer the fighting, right? Oh, the other far. stuff is like <laughs> you far, have to do it. Far. I'm a fighter. Um, I love to fight. You know, this is more like the work part. Right. But the the the, the fighting is the fun part. I saw you at the Giants game yesterday with uh, Tracy Morgan. You yeah, were Tracy out. Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Are you guys friends or yeah. you were just? No, no, we're friends. Your boys? Yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Really? How'd that happen? Um, we did a podcast together. Okay. And uh, it was just organic. You know, we just we've done podcasts together. We're not like we're not hanging out nah, at Giants that's, games. That's why I said that. We connected. You know, now we're in person. Uh, okay, now, okay, so got it's it, a little different. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom is hard to really connect. Yeah. You know, we might hit a UFC fight together. We might hit a Giants game together. You never know. Okay, I look forward to that. Uh, but are you a UFC fan? Yeah. I saw you talking about those MMA guys like last month. Who was it? Oh, it was Sean O'Malley in your comments, right? <laughs> Sean O'Malley was in your comments. And we have another one coming up this weekend with Francis and Tyson. Uh -huh. When you hear the MMA guys talk about the boxers, do you just, do you I just mean, chuckle? Yeah, I mean, obviously, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's totally different. You know, when, whenever we, the MMA guys come over to the boxing, you know, they, it's not good for them. Right. And it's never going to be good for them. And the same, if we went to, I don't, I don't disrespect the MMA guys because, you know, they're, it's just a different sport. I know that, you know, I can't compete with those guys uh, in the cage. But when they come to the boxing ring, they can't compete with me. So it's just two total different, you know, fights, so two you, styles of fight. Right. So you think Francis has no chance against Tyson? Of course not. I mean, not even a, not even a, like a puncher's chance. I mean, you always got a puncher's chance. Yeah. That's, that's when you step into the boxing ring. Anybody can, you know, throw a hail mary and, you know, knock somebody out. But, um. It's, it's, it's very slim. Would you ever entertain any of those? Like if a Sean O'Malley, you know, 
actually push. It's not. It's not. It's it's not the best thing for Sean O'Malley to get in the boxing ring with me. It's just. It's not. What would you it do? It won't be competitive. You would smoke him. It won't be competitive. Okay. But I respect him in the cage. What he does in the cage, you know, he's a hell of a fighter in the cage. But when it's when he step into that square circle, the boxing ring. Yeah. It's a. It's a total different thing. By the way, in, in MMA, is there anyone whose boxing does impress you for MMA? Like, who you see them throw hands, you're like... Oh. Sean O'Malley. He's, yeah. I, I, like, I like him. I like Isabel Adesanya. Yeah. Um, I like uh, McGregor, of course. Yeah. Um, I was, oh, uh, the, the one dude that just fought Israel. Um, Sean Strickland. Yeah, him. What do you think of that? He did the old uh, Philly show there, huh? Yeah, yeah. He did, he did, that was impressive. Yeah, he's working a shorter role. Um, I never seen that in a cage before. Right, not a lot so, of guys do that, especially so, yeah. effectively. Yeah, it surprised me, but um, he looked good doing it. You watch the pay per views? Yeah. Or some of the fights? Yeah, yeah. Not, but more boxing world, right? Like, are you watching all the boxing events? Because there's some guys who don't not, watch anything. Not all, not all of them. Um, but I do watch like the the big ones or like the one the people that I actually like are, am, am, you know, close with or came up with. I watch right. them, but um. Not all of them. Okay, so I have many questions because the last time we saw you in action was obviously the Lomachenko fight. Mm -hmm. That was your third fight with Top Rank. Yeah. Did you consider after that fight staying with Top Rank or did you know that you were going to leave? Yeah, no, I was weighing out all my options, you know, um, trying to see, you know, what Top Rank presented, you know, what they what, what they wanted, you know, what they had to offer um, and, and other promoters as well. Okay. Uh, overall, your experience with Top Rank, how would you describe it? I mean, um, you know, I had three, you know, successful fights with them. Um, I made a lot of money with them, so uh, I you enjoyed nothing. it. Yeah, I got nothing bad to say. Okay, uh, I saw an interview with Eddie Hearn last week where he was like, he was a man of his word. He told me he'd be back, and now he's back. Uh, did you actually make him that promise when you left? Yeah, um, I did. I I never wanted to leave Eddie. I never wanted to leave, you know, the zone and and uh, and Matchroom. But um, it's what I had to do to become undisputed, to be in this position. Um, you know, I had to go sign with another promoter go, with the guy who I was fighting, uh, go fight on ESPN and, uh, and, and, uh, go do that. Um, and Eddie, Eddie, you know, he respected it. I told him that, you know, I had to do this and, uh, and I'll be back. And I did. What is it about Eddie Hearn that you like as a promoter? No, I mean, me and Eddie, we, we, we have a relationship outside of boxing, you know, where we, and he was the first one that really believed in me that, 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 you know, gave me my shot, um, you know, he when I was a young kid, you know, he 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 uh, he took a chance with me, and he paid me he paid me well at a young age, and uh, I will always you know respect him and appreciate him for that. Could I ask what were the options that you were weighing before going with Matchroom? Who were you? I mean, uh, at? everybody. We were talking to everybody. You okay. Know, um, and there were certain fights probably tied to those options, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, what was it about this particular fight that made you say, okay, I'm coming back to Matchroom and this is the one that I want to be the first one in this new chapter? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was an instant shot at, you know, me becoming a, a world champion in, in the 140-pound division. And, uh, you know, that's something that I've been wanting to, to, to do to become a two-division champ. It was a fight. It was it, it was a fight for me to fight in the Bay Area where I come from, where, where you know, my roots is, um, where my day one supporters are. So uh, it, 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 all, it all made sense for me. How close did you get to the Shakur fight? Uh, in your mind, we presented we presented the fight. If if he would have said yes to the offer that I offered him, then the fight would have been been made. So, however close that is, uh, would that have been with top rank, or could you have done that? No, with it, it would have been with top rank. Okay, uh, so the, is the twenty five percent thing legit? Because yeah. I, I heard you say that the twenty five percent is still bigger than anything he's ever gotten. Yeah, it would have been the the twenty five percent would have been, you know, bigger than all his fights put together he made. 
all put together. Put together. Were you shocked that he said no? Yeah, um, I think his ego, you know, made him say no. You know, um, his ego and the people around him. Uh, also, I don't feel like he truly wanted to fight. I think he really wanted to just push me out of position. And uh, what do you mean by that? Like uh, he 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 wanted he wanted you know to 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 fight for a vacant belt rather than fight me. The WBC one, right? Yes, exactly. Really. Um, but it, it is what it is. He chose he cho he chose that route, which you know it's, it's not a surprise to me because you know it was all it was all a publicity stunt. It was all you know just to you know clout and it pushed me out of position. So it is what it is. He he chose that route, and uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll we'll still get it on. So it's interesting when this fight was announced. I remember tweeting over the DAZN pick. I was like, man. I said, Devin's one of my favorite fighters because it feels like you always chase the biggest fight possible, the biggest obstacle, the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. Look at Cambosis, once in Australia, then back in Australia mm -hmm. when it was almost crazy that you had to go back, but you did it anyway. Yeah. And then I got so much shit for that. I got so much shit for that, really? man. People were like, you don't know shit about boxing. You don't know. The Shakur fight was the biggest fight. And, and I could have engaged, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I was like... Why is he getting this shit for this? Why is it your fault that the Shakur fight didn't happen? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is, this is all the Do you feel business. like you're being blamed this, for this? No, I mean, this is all the business, right? Right. So when when George Cambosis offered me the 22% the, the and the, the two fights to go to Australia and to go sign with a different promoter and to, you know, get the vaccine and go do this and do that, where, 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 where was they at when, yeah. when, when, when I took that? It was all the business then, right? I had right. to respect his, because he was a champion. He was a guy with all the belts. And I was a world champion at, at that time as well. So now that I'm the champion, and now I'm giving somebody the offer to make more money than they ever made in their life, put together in all their fights, then uh, I, I'm, I'm, the, bad guy. I'm yeah. the bad guy. See, when, when I fought Cambosis, it wasn't, it wasn't for all the money. I, the, I fought was fighting for the same money that I was already making. But I said, no, fuck that. I don't. I, I don't care. I, I want. I, I know that I could beat him. I know that once I win, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be able to call the shots and 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 make all the money myself. So now it's that time. And they and 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 they they, they don't want that. I saw Floyd weigh in as well, and he seems to be siding with Shakur. Does that annoy you? No, I mean Floyd has the right to his own opinion, just like everybody else. He's no different than than anybody else. But was it fair when when? When he gave Andre Berto the short end of the stick and Andre Berto right. got, got less. So when you read this stuff, does it piss you off? No, no. It's, it's yeah, Like I said, everybody has a right, a right to their own opinion. I got the right to my own opinion. You know, it, it is what it is. No, there, there is no right or wrong. Could it still happen? Could the Shakur fight still happen with you now under the matchroom banner? Um, of course. But, you know, right now my main focus is, yeah. you know, Regis Prograce. Once I get past him, I'm willing to fight anybody, whenever, wherever, and I've proven that. You know, the last thing uh, I did was 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 you know duck any fights. If you look at Shakur's resume and look at my resume, who's who's fought the tougher opposition, me or him? Mm -hmm. You tell me. No, I, I would say you at this point. Yeah. Okay, so if anybody if anybody's the one that's ducking, it's him. Uh, and, and just curious, like, what is the state of your relationship? Because I know you used to spar, and that's been a bit of a point in contention as well. But, like, were you ever boys? Were you ever cool or not really? I mean, that's all business at the end of the day. Okay. You know, uh, we all in this to, to make money, feed our family, you know, um, and create a legacy. So well, I can't be mad at, at, at anything. You know, he wants a shot at Undisputed, or at least he acted like he wanted a shot at Undisputed. So I got to respect it. How many times do you spar him? Oh, man, we sparred. Too many to count. We've, oh, really? Yeah, we've been sparring since we were, you know, um, 
12, 13 years old. Wow. Maybe, maybe 14, maybe 14. Okay. So this is 14 years old. You've known of each other and been around each other for a very long time. Of course. And you were this close, but now you're going a different direction. Now, when it comes to the Regis fight, probably an easy... He went a different direction. Yes, yes, yes. He chose, he chose that he, when I offered him the 25%, he wanted to do the 50%. Then I said, 25%, take it or leave it. He wanted 50%. He wanted 50%. Wow. And, he, and he's on record saying this. As the, as the undisputed champion, you're going to give 50%? That seems a little funny. Come on now. Like, that, that, what, sense, what, what, yeah. what sense would that make? Right. Where would the fight even happen? Because I would think that you would be the A side, just as the. I mean, you're the guy right now. Top yeah, I mean, it, it, it would be. It would have been in Vegas, Vegas? for sure. But fifty percent, come on now. Not even, not not even come back with a realistic number, mm. which it was going to be twenty five percent regardless, because that was the, the 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 amount that I offered him as a champion, as 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 the guy who paid his dues to be in this position, who was giving him a shot. That was that's what it was going to be. But to come back with fifty percent is like spit in the face. Uh, did you even consider it for a second, the no, 50? No. no. Okay. Then you move that's on. Why I, that's why I came back with 25%. Okay. Um, when you signed with Matchroom. But like I said, did he, did he consider it the 25%? Because if he, if he considered 25%, why would he say 50? Right. Why did he? Do you know if he did? Think about it. If he, how, did, how would he consider it if he even came back with 50%? Sure. I didn't know. Maybe that's he was even, hoping that you would come that's back not with even, 40 that's not or even, something. That's not even realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From 25 to 50, that means that that means we're on an even playing field. That I'm, you have you have two belts. I have two belts. That's that's what that's a 50-50 right. fight. Right. Not a guy with four belts and you have nothing. You you have fought one fight in the division with a guy we never even heard of. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the guy that you fought his last. Fight. You know? Uh, off the top of my head, no. You know the guy I fought my last fight? Yes, of course. I was just about to ask you about him. Who was Lomachenko? His name? Come on. Yeah. Come uh, on. No, it's not. It's 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 not right. Uh, did you consider a rematch with Lomachenko? Yes. And and what happened? Uh, we 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 looked at it. We looked at the what they were the the money that Top Rank was 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 willing to put up, and uh, we just said, you know what, we're gonna take this fight, and then we'll circle back. Okay. Um, were you upset with the you know the the analysis of the fight? Do you think that you definitively won? Yeah, of course. You- uh, I definitely feel like I won. Um, I thought that it was a a, a good fight. Uh, but if you if if you look at you know the the fight without the commentators without the crowd being biased or whatever not even with everyone not against me just just look at it look at it on his own um, I, I I banked almost all those early rounds and he had two good rounds but two good rounds and win a championship fight and that's just reality. Do you think that people were against you? Like do you, do you feel like the commentators yeah, I mean, and everything yeah, were yeah, I mean, against if you? If you go back and listen at the fight, you listen listen. Listen to the commentators of the fight. You you'll see that they you know they were against me. And uh, why would they be against you? I don't know. You know, it's it's part of it. You know, uh, top rank guy. I'm a, I was a top rank guy. I know, but he was like the more established top rank guy. Yeah, uh, he was with them much longer than right. I was, and it was my last fight. Right. But I don't want to put nothing on them. Um, okay. You know, I don't know if it was top rank. I don't know if they just you know didn't like me because of me. But it it, it is what it is. You know, I gotta respect it. Um, Who wouldn't like you? Territory. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't like me. You know, I'm I'm a uh, great guy. It was it was a great fight. It was it was obviously very entertaining and very close. Was he better than you thought he would be at his age? Like, did he surprise you? No, I knew he was. I knew he was very crafty. Uh, I knew he was very crafty, and uh, you know, at one point he was he was number one on everybody's pound for pound list. We can't yeah. forget about these things. So, uh, you know, guys guys rarely even win rounds against him. 
You know, he it was it's rare for a guy to win win around. And you know, when he went when he went into the fight with Tio, his, his he went in there with an injured uh, shoulder. It's short, and it's you know it's proven. Like you know, he had receipts to show he had to get a cortisone shot and do this and do do that. And then the, the other loss before that was uh, Salido. And that was his what, second fight. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he dominates guys. So. Uh, you know, it just shows what type of fighter I am, and eventually, you know, when maybe it's when I'm, it's all said and done, I'm d- and I'm done with the sport, the world will acknowledge like how great I, how great I am. But do, do you feel like I remember the first time I spoke to you, I I threw out the um, theory that you should already be a top ten pound for pound guy. Yeah. You weren't at the time, yeah. and I was like, why aren't you even in that conversation? Now you're finally. I think I see eight, seven, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But do you feel like people are reluctant to yeah. give you your props, and if so, why? Um. I don't know, maybe maybe because I'm so young. You know, I'm 24 years old. I'm still young, and uh, I'm the youngest out of everybody. You know, mm-hmm. on the pound for pound list as a champion. Well, I'm not even where I was the youngest champion. I don't think I'm like the second youngest. No, um, I don't know. At the end of the day, uh, I just got to keep beating whoever they put in front of me. The hate comes with it. Um, they hate you. They they hate you when you when you're successful, and uh, it's it's reality. You know, I'm uh, I'm doing something right. Uh, I thank God for 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 everything. Alhamdulillah to to be in this position. Um, I pray to be here, and uh, and now I'm here, so I embrace it all. Was there something about Regis Progre that made you want to accept this fight, or is it just the fact that he's a 140-pound champion and you yeah, want that Yeah, he's a belt? champion. He's a champion. Nothing, I, nothing personal between fought, you guys. I would have fought, you know, any of the champions at uh, at 140, um, but that was this was the easiest one to make, and uh, it's happening now. It's happening now. But uh, I want to. I still want to fight all the champions, you know, after this. But I got to get past Regis Progre first. So uh, that press conference last week was something. <laughs> uh, not so much because of you and Reaches. Yeah. Uh, but so that was really his strength, Coach. Yeah. Talking all that shit. Yeah. That was a lot of shit. Nah, but he's. You keep know, saying you were getting knocked out. Like he's famous now. He's. I mean. He, yeah. He, he, you, Ariel, you didn't. I know. Even know him. I know. know him I know. That. I actually tried to memorize his name, and I don't even remember his name. Yeah. Do you remember his name? I, no, I wouldn't want to remember. His I'm name. not trying to be disrespectful towards him, but like you don't often hear a coach speak like that, especially not a. A strength coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, yes. But even if it was, like, any coach trying to hype his guy, like, he was being very... I, f- I found it was, like, a little too disrespectful. Yeah, for, he came out very disrespectful. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a strength coach. He wants to... Why was know, he up there, then, as a strength coach? I, I, I don't think his real coach could uh, okay. kind of make it. So he was trying to, like, seize yeah. the moment? Yeah, you know, he's trying to make a name for himself. And he, he did. He did a good job of it. And he's building the fight, so I'm not mad at him, you know. Um, it didn't I'm, piss you off? I might give him a you know a tip after the fight for you know making the pay per view go up, okay. getting me some more money. But you're yeah. sitting there listening to this and he's saying you're getting a knocked out. You haven't fought anyone, all this stuff, and and like he's it, never fought anybody. He's never. <laughs> well, I know that. that was he's, a good a, he's a he's a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> so you know he needs to talk about some weights and some you know some some ab routines and some stuff like that, and uh, let the fighters talk. It was funny when Regis at the end he's like, "I'm done with these clowns and all that," and he's like, "Well, you're talking about." Yeah, he's talking about you know? his, he's talking about his clown ass strength. Yeah, coach. I love your dad though. Is your dad here? No, nah, he's not. Your here. dad is the man. Yeah, I lo- bro, bro, I, yeah dad. your dad has your back. I love your dad. Uh, yeah, my dad. He's 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 amazing. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my dad. You know, so um, and my dad is seizing the moment. <laughs> yes, know? he was he's, going back at him. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, one thing about it, you know, anybody say anything about me, my dad's gonna be down your throat, and uh, I love it. Okay, so when you guys are going back and forth, is there any part of you that is just like, can you guys, like, do you want to interact or are you happy that they're just taking away all the shine and 
let them, you know, build it nah, up. No, it's fun. No, nah, it's fun. You're okay with that? No, nah, I'm okay with it. Like I said, I want to give the guy some, um, the strength coach, I want to give him some fame. You know, um, he's building a fight. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my dad's going to just, I know my dad's going to, he's, 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 as soon as he sees, sees something like that, he's like a dog off the leash. He's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to get on him. So, uh, I'm, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Like, I commented on it. I seen it, I seen on my Twitter, them two going at it. And what's crazy, my dad was by himself. He wasn't even, he wasn't even like with anybody. It was like their little, their little, Click, and it was my dad. He was just going back and forth with them. It was amazing. I was all laughing emojis because it was funny. It was it was amazing. It was very entertaining. Um, <clears throat> could I ask since we were talking about percentages, <clears throat> what is the percentage breakdown here for this one? See, so that see the thing with Shakur is I offered him a, a flat rate, and uh, he said he didn't want a flat rate. Okay. He um so then um he uh so so with this fight it's just he reaches progress to getting a flat rate and. Uh, I'm getting what I'm getting. Okay. Are you getting more than Regis? Come on now. Well, he's the champ. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm the champ too. I know, but I mean, you're fighting for his belt. We're fighting for his belt, but, you know, it's always the A side and the B side. And uh, sure. we know it's no secret who the A side is. But um, You're not you know, going Regis, to New Orleans. Regis is getting, you know, much more money than he's ever made in his career. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Were you surprised he was okay to go to San Fran? No, no, no. Yeah. He's getting much money he yeah, ever yeah. made in his career. You know, it only makes sense for him to come to San Fran and do it in front of my fans. We, you know, his last fight, he did it. He did it in front of his his yeah. people, his fans, and um, it wasn't a sellout. It wasn't um, it was you know a lot. It, a lot of people didn't come out and support. I'm sure you know people came out, but it wasn't just sure. it wasn't a big event like it like it is in San Francisco. You know, we did ten thousand um, ten thousand seats already. No way! Wow! Yeah. So they're expecting a sellout. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Chase Center. It, it, it holds, it holds sixteen thousand, so we still seven weeks out with, you know, six thousand more seats to go. So. I saw you with Steph. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Was that crazy. cool? Yeah, is that your first sure. time meeting him? It was my first time meeting him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Is he? Does he know fighting? Is he a yeah, fan? Yeah, nah, no. As soon as he saw, as soon as he saw me, he said, "What's up, Devin? Oh, wow. How you doing? You know, um, are they in town? That like, are they um, gonna go? That's that's what they're trying to see. Draymond said he's coming, so uh, I, I think know he's that a fight fan. Um. Steph said, "If if they don't have to, uh, if they're not on the road, then they want to come." Draymond's got a mean right hand. Oh yeah, I mean, so that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been. You can tell he's been working on it. Uh, that was that was a great picture. I, I was wondering, we were talking with the guys. Does do you think Eddie knew who Steph was? Oh no, he knows Steph. He, he knows, did. He knows Steph, but doesn't know anyone else. He doesn't know anyone. I wonder if Steph knew I Eddie. Te- Probably not. I, no, he didn't. Know no, him. he didn't. <laughs> I was telling uh, Eddie like about different guys. Like, oh, that's Clay Thompson. Oh, really? That's Draymond Green. He didn't know Draymond Green. Really? He doesn't know Clay Thompson, but uh, obviously he knows Steph Curry. Um, but if you think about it, Steph Curry is one of the, one of the most famous people. Oh before. yeah, I'd yeah. be shocked if he didn't know. Yeah. I was wondering if Steph knew Eddie. <clears throat> yeah, no. No, no chance. Mm-mm. He's not on that level. Um, there no, hasn't. He's just big in the UK. No, know, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. But he's doing. I mean, he's getting more and more known here. Um, For sure. We're we're uh, you're going back to San Francisco. There hasn't been a big fight in San Francisco since like Floyd fought there in 01. Yeah, I know. I mean, Andre Ward. You Oakland. Know, it was, was Oak. Yeah. Oh, you talking about San, San Fran? Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is huge. No, this is massive. Um, yes, yeah, and especially he's never been a fight at the Chase Center. Ever. Right. Of any so, kind, not even UFC. Yeah. So it's been like. It's, it's 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 amazing, uh, especially you know just for my people to to be able to come support me. I've been fighting in Vegas, you know, with, with well, you know where it was a mixed crowd, people against me, people with me, um, Australia obviously, right. and uh, now I get to get to get get to fight in front of you know a whole crowd that's that's there for me. So uh, it's gonna be new, but it's gonna be fun. Uh, what did you make of Regis's last fight? 
Um, his performance. He didn't look good. I don't think he looked good. Um, was that on him or was that on the opponent? I mean, he fought a crafty, like, you know, awkward type opponent. But um, I don't know. Were you surprised that he didn't look good? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised. Because I, I, I didn't know the guy that he was fighting. I never seen him fight. So I thought, you know, Regis was going to go in there and blow him out the water. But um, he didn't. Uh, he said in the press conference that the only reason you're taking this fight is because of how he looked in that fight. That you think that now maybe... Yeah, no, I, ca I called him out before that. Yeah. Um, my dad actually went to that fight to go scout and go look, him, look at him, see how he looked and everything, uh, because we knew that he was, you know, one of the guys that, that, that we could fight, that possibly we could make happen. Right. Um, and so, yeah, but... Uh, you had your eye on him. Yeah, I, Didn't I, matter. I called him out before that. Right. Um, I talked to Eddie about making that fight before that. And, uh, but he's clearly, you know, he doesn't feel good. He's not happy with the performance he put on. So, of course, he's going to say that. Why is he trying to say that you uh, tried to scrub one of your losses? What is this? What is going on here? Yeah, I mean, What's have happening? you ever heard of that? Like, no, I've no, never Like, actually, like, like <laughs> I, we hear about crazy stuff in right. boxing, crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, we've never actually know somebody that actually did that, right? I don't know. No, I've never heard of that. Right, that's like some movie type you, like, shit. Like that you paid someone off to yeah, scrub the loss? Yeah, that's a movie type right. shit. Like, would there be shit. witnesses? Like, would there be some sort of footage of this loss? Has he been able to produce I'm anything? Special, I'm a special fighter. You know, I'm a special fighter, and uh, come on now. For me to Wait, lose what, in Mexico. What is he, what, like, what I haven't lost in the United States, so for me to lose in Mexico, all respect to the, you know, the, the Mexican fighters and, you know, fighters in Tijuana, it made me the fighter that I am today, hmm. but... Come on now, I'm 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 undefeated, undisputed. For me to lose in Mexico, come on now, bro. Where, where do you think this even came from? Did you did you say Roly Romero? Started? Yeah, Roly Roly was the first person I ever heard say that about you. Yeah, he said that. But like, me. where is he coming up with this? Or is he just making it up? You know, rumors start and then you know picks up, picks up. Does this annoy you? No, I mean, doesn't annoy you. They're trying to say you have a lot. It's part of shit talking. You know, people are going <laughs> to say crazy. what they're going to say. Um, <laughs> But I do know Reaches did get dropped his last fight, and they robbed him of that. Of that, uh, they robbed the guy, his opponent, of that drop. So, and if the, and if they would have counted that, he would have he would have either got a draw or he would have lost. So he needs to stop talking. Right, 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 right. We know some stuff about him too. Right, and that was on TV. That was on the zone. Yeah, and he admitted that he got dropped after the right, fight. Right, he, right. Said, he said it looked like a, it looked like a drop. It looked like a um, knockdown to me. Why do you think he's like pushing this so much? What this thing that you have this loss that you paid off? I mean, because he knows that my record is my record is is squeaky clean. My right. my you know my my name is has no blemishes on it. So of course he's gonna try to come with something, but it's all part of building a fight. He can he can say what he want to say. I'm he gonna come with some more stuff. You know, once that dies out, he gonna come with something new. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. You, you, you know this. Area. I know this. Like, People are coming at you left and right. Then I saw Leonard Ellerby say you're not a big enough fight for Tank, too. People yeah. are Why are they taking so many shots? Where is it? Why, why so much disrespect? I know yeah, it's the shit talking game, but it feels like a lot of people don't want to give you your flowers. They, they hate the greats. They yeah. hate them, and then they. And then they don't I know them. it? Yeah, they hate them. Come on, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. how this <laughs> they, they hate you, and then they, they, they respect you when it's all said and done. And uh, they can say what they want to say. I'm just going to keep winning, keep beating whoever they put in front of me. And. Uh, yeah. Which fight is a better chance of happening down the line? You versus Tank or you versus Shakur? Uh, I mean, the biggest fight is me versus Tank, so I would say that one. But uh, Shakur is, is not too far behind. Right. What weight do you think the Tank fight would be at? Uh, 140. 
Yeah. It will have to happen. It will have to happen at 140. Why is that? I mean, he's fought at 140 before. He beat Mario Barrios at 140. I'm at 140 now. Um, it would make the most sense for it to be at 140. You say I'm at 140 he now. Says, he says Tank is the type of fighter. He says he doesn't care about belts, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't fight for belts. He fights for money. So he wouldn't care about the belts at 135. He would just. He would just want to make the money in the in fighting me. So, um, 140. And when you say I'm at 140 now, you are eventually going back to 135, though, right? For the right, for the right fight. Oh, okay. There's a right, chance you may not fight yeah. there again. We got to see. Um, you know, if it's the right money, the right fight, then I'll be at 135 again. Okay. But um, you know, my body's just maturing, and you know, my body has grown so much since you know the beginning of my career. I started at 135 when I was 17. I turned pro at 135, so I've been here for a long time. And, you know, now that I just let my body just go and just let my body just mature and just, you know, rest and recover, my body has, I got even bigger. So, uh, you know, 135 would definitely be, be even tougher for me to make. And it, it was already tough. Like this last cut, tough? Yeah, for sure. Really? What, it takes a lot of discipline. Right. It takes a what lot do you of, walk around at? 160. Oh, wow. Yeah, Damn. but you know it's different because I'm 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 a 160, but I'm I'm not like a fat 160. I'm a you know still cut 160. So you know th- those last few pounds is 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 hard to to get, to get off. Uh, what do you think you'll you'll end your career at? Like what weight do you think you'll? 154. Oh really? 154, 160. And we might see you versus Terrence. You never know. That would be nuts. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Do you think Errol's gonna do the rematch? I don't see it happening. If it's not at 154. Um, I don't see it happening. Is Terrence number one pound for and pound? And honestly, truthfully, I wouldn't want to see it if it was not at 154. It would be just no point. Same thing. Would, yeah, I mean, we know that Earl is depleted when he goes 147. And it's like, you know, it would be the same same type of fight. Kind of like you and Cambosis, too. There wasn't a lot of interest in the yeah, second I one. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't because Cambosis was, 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 was weight trained. No, no, like but that. it's just... So that's, that's the thing. So it's even worse because it's like, all right, we know that he's, you know, not taking nothing away from Terrence, but we know that... Earl is weight drained. Bless you. Excuse me. Yeah, we know that he's weight drained, so it's like his skills is his Terrence's skills speak for itself, but it's just we know that the weight is taking a lot out of Earl as well. Do you have Terrence? Oh, there he is. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Do you have Terrence as number one pound for pound? Uh, I got him as number two behind Canelo. Wow. Yeah. Canelo number one. Yeah, I think. Not in a way. No. No. Even though Canelo lost to Bivol. Yeah, but you know, Canelo's just going up weight, going up different weight classes, and just you know, daring to be great. So, but Crawford did that too. I know not as many yeah, weight classes. Yeah, but you know, like you said, not as many. So, but, what do you have? I mean, Can- Canelo Crawford. I got, I, I got Canelo Crawford. Uh, Fury. Fury. Yeah. Tommy. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. Uh, wow, Fury. So not Usyk, who went up in weight. And not Inouye. I thought anyway. it was a two-horse race. Anyway. You know Inouye, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's the man. No, nah, he's good. He's You're not good, impressed? Only thing about based it, on the opponents? The opponents only aren't... The only thing about it is I like Inouye. Yeah. I respect his game. But I don't know a lot of people that he fought, to be honest. Right. Like, I, I, I understand the way he's doing. What he's doing with them is not easy, obviously. You know, I don't care who you are. Whoever gets in the ring, you're knocking them out. It's not easy. But I don't... Can you name some name name? Well, Fulton was great. Okay, name name five people that anyway. Oh, five is tough. Donaire twice. Fulton. No, Don Donaire is one person. Though. Well, I know you fought him twice though. Okay, that's one. Person. Yeah, I know. 
Those are too, those are too if, I take, if I take five people, I fought. You know, you can only say Cambosis twice. You can't say that. Well, so, yeah, sort of. I mean, no, the, every fight no, is different. So we're talking about names. I right? get it. I, you're only as good as the opponent. There was a guy in, okay. uh, in MMA named Demetrius Johnson who was 125, and people didn't give him his credit because he wasn't fighting top guys. It reminds me a lot of that. Donaire. Donaire. Um, who, uh, Fulton. Fulton. Fulton who yeah. Else? Yeah, no, I mean, I get what you're saying. Come on. No, I, I can't. I can't. Off the top exactly. of my head, yeah. All right, so let's do Fury. Name. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. We got Wilder. Wilder Klitsch three times. <laughs> no, we can't. Count. Klitschko. Klitschko. Uh, Dillian White. Dillian White. Chisora, but that was whack. Ch Chisora, but we know these guys. Yeah, I know, so I know. But they're just because heavyweights are more well-known than the dudes at 122 and all this. Yeah, but we like it, it is what we, we know the guys that Lomachenko fought when Lomachenko was yeah. fighting down there. So it's just, you know, it's just... I, just, I have nothing against anyway. But you could see the skill, though, right? I mean, you cannot skill. take. I, like I said, I respect yeah. his game. I can't. I, I. I. I cannot take that away from him. Um, I respect his power. He's. He's. He's powerful. But I just don't know the guys that he's fighting. I don't. I don't know them. He looked great against uh, 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 Fulton. Mm -hmm. He looks great against Cowboy Steph. Um, beautiful performance. That was like the first real one that that I could say. Donaire. Was, you know, was on, on the back. Donaire was on the back end of his career. Sure, he did smoke him though. What smoke was that like two rounds or something? What the second fight? Yeah, the second, second fight. fight. Yeah, the first, the first one was close. To, first fight, he went to war with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. By the way, what's your take? And uh, I'll let you go in a second here. But uh, crazy times in the world of boxing. Showtime out. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's, it's, sad, right? I see some people like happy about it, but I think it's a sad, sad time for boxing. You know, Showtime. Showtime has done so much for you know the sport, and um, it's just. Uh, it's just like a missing piece in boxing now. Like we got HBO gone. HBO gone. We got Showtime gone. But I think somebody knew it was gonna come in. But it's still, just Showtime is just like real boxing, you know? Yes, prestige. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine ten years ago telling someone no HBO boxing, no Showtime boxing. That's like that's like saying the UFC just right. UFC just gone. It, it it's crazy. Yeah. And, and I people, it's a lot of haters in boxing. I see people celebrating this. This is crazy. I know some people may not like Steven Espinoza. Or yeah, but. This is respect. good for you guys to like, have. It's even bigger than Stephen Espinosa. It's just the Showtime. Yes, you know, it's just you know, my grandpa grew up watching Showtime. Right. You know, our, our, you know, people. Showtime's been around yes, since Tyson. I, I, I and I started on Showbox. Showbox. Right, right, yeah. right. So, um, you know, Showbox made me who who I am today. So I always have respect for Stephen, Gordon Hall. You know, um, Showtime. Mm -hmm. You know, all the Showbox, all that. Shout out to you for knowing their names. Gordon Hall, that's... Uh... Gordon Hall, he runs Showbox. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah respect. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know. Uh, by the way, that pro that, that promo that they put out. Yeah. The, the one of you and Regis? Yeah. Ah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I a lot of people like it. That dude, like you know the guy who does that for um, The Zone, or actually it's for Matchroom. His name is Alex Haynes, British guy, uh -huh. tall guy. I think he may have worked with you. Yeah. Ah, oh, he, he kills it with those promos. That yeah. one was so great. You guys whispering and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, no, a lot. Did you of, like it? Yeah, a lot of people liked it. Um... When I first seen it, it was like, all right, like you weren't blown away. Was, I love. I've watched it like, like ten times. And then my dad, he was like, "That is fire." Yes. And then when it dropped, everybody was saying how crazy it was. Oh, it was great. I loved it. There's like you an know, intensity. Like you do something, so you already know what you're gonna say. Sure, you know, sure, so sure. Like, all right. But when you see it together and yeah. both of you guys back and forth. By the way, I like the teeth here. What oh, do we got over here? Oh, uh, just some diamonds in my teeth. Yeah. yeah. How much are those? Ah, uh, we don't want to. Nothing like ten bucks. Yeah. Yo, can you eat with those, or do you have to take them out? No, they're permanent. They're permanent? Yeah. So when you fight, you have them in? When I fight, I have them in. Sheesh. Uh, uh, KSI's... Um, Mouthpiece, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 51,000 pounds. 
whatever that translates into yeah. American dollars. Yeah. That's absurd. Would you ever do something like that? No, I mean, it's fire. You know, um, you know, it's, it's when you when you look good, you're probably good. Yeah. And, uh, well, that fight I wasn't believe great. That. Did you see it? The case I went. <laughs> I was commentating it. I said it was unwatchable on the commentary. I mean, you got to respect those guys. They they get in the ring and um It was tough actually, to watch. Well, not they kept so much, holding each other. Not so much Tommy Fury. I mean, I I respect him. Yeah. Like, you know, but I'm a guy like KSI, he he didn't grow up boxing, you know, he no, no. boxing. He's been taking it serious and he's been dedicated to the sport. So just be even being there and be able to last with a guy like, you know, Tommy Fury is moral victory. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I, I, they said I was too critical on Tommy, but I was like I'm holding him to a higher standard because he's the pro boxer. But you can't do that, though. At the end of the day, when you're commentating, I feel like... Oh, uh, that, was, that was my bad? <laughs> what do you mean? He's the pro boxer fighting yeah. the rapper. Yeah, no, but, but you, they're, they're two Did you fighters. think I was biased? Did they, you watch it? Uh, I didn't, I didn't like, okay, good. feel like you were For biased. I didn't feel like you were biased. Oh, thank you. I appreciate listen it. Listen to the commentary. But, um, Why is that unfair? In this particular case, when it's a rapper... But they're both boxers when they get into that ring. So I know, but one they're, dude they're, is... They're both on an even playing field when they get into that ring. You think so? Even though one guy's like a legit like pro boxer. Yeah, I mean, we're saying we're 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 really saying the same yeah, thing yeah, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in a sense because we're saying that you know KSI did good for, to even be right, you know, fighting a, a boxer. So a guy that grew up in the sport of boxing, brother is uh, great in the sport of boxing. Legend, His, father. Yeah, father. Um, I like. Who do you think won? Who do I think won? Actually, I thought it was a draw because yeah. I thought. Well, you know what. No, draw, but then because of the 10-8. Yeah. yeah, so so KSI should have won. 3-3, three, 10-8, three, second, KSI wins. Yeah. Wait, so what did they score that round? They scored it a 10-8, but they, the, like, they only gave him, some one judge gave him like just that one and then the rest to Tommy or gave the first two to, to KSI and then the next four to Tommy, so yeah. it, it was a moot point. You think they'll fight again? No, I hope not. I want to see KSI Jake Paul. That's what I want to see. That's the one. You would watch that? And I don't really, like, care for, like, influencer boxing. Not, like, I don't care for it, but, like, I'm for it. I'm for it because they bring a lot of new eyeballs to the sport of boxing, but I don't really, like, watch it. Yeah. Obviously, because it's just, like... It was crazy, though, man. There were, like, 10-year-old kids in that crowd. I've never seen anything like it. It's it's great for boxing. I was at Spence Crawford. There was no one in the arena till the co-main. Yeah. This place... 70% 70% full before the first fight. Yeah, because... By the time the main card started, it was six-fight main card. It's different, it's different boxing events. They don't, they don't really like... You know. They know everyone. Yeah. They knew everyone. It yeah. was tag team boxing, too. You see but, that? Hey, that shit was kind of... It was lit, crazy, though. right? Yeah, I kind of fucked The dude that. got dropped, and then he went out. I actually I actually enjoyed it. It was like one of the most enjoyable fights on the card. I kind of fucked with that. I'm not going to lie. Would you like, do it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I want to see Jake and KSI. That's the one. Obviously, Jake is my boy. I'm cool with Jake. Um... Me and Jake, me and Jake train together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll be talking to Jake, giving him pointers and stuff like that. Nice. Um, I want to see that fight though. That's the biggest one. That sells out like eighty thousand seat soccer. Yeah, stadium. I would hate to see like one of them stop boxing, and then like they don't ever fight. You know what they'd be acting like? What? The real boxers. Yeah. Give us the fight that we want. Stop dilly dallying <laughs> on Twitter, going yeah. back and forth with your stupid. Yeah. Like, like that's the one. And, and one, then go and away. And if one of them loses, like it's not the end of the world. Right. Like boxers, this is our life. This is what we. This is all we have, really. Right. They have like, you know, they're still them. They got a million. They got drinks and yeah, albums and crazy stuff. All right, December 9th, San Francisco Chase Center, home of the Warriors. You're coming home. Are yeah. you gonna come out to? You're coming home. You're coming. I'm coming home. I'm, I'm coming. coming. Home. You gonna do that? No. Everyone does that now. Okay. No. It's too old. No. It's been done. Yes. All right. You know your walkout yet? 
Nah, not yet. Okay. If you need tips. You're going to walk out with me? You want me there? I'll be there. I mean, I feel like I've shown you a lot of love, if I'm being honest. And, you know, it's, it's only right, right? Well, it hasn't been, it's not really been a two way street. Like, I haven't, you haven't shown I'm me. I'm here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We could talk to DAZN. They like me very much. I could, I could be on the commentary if you want. Can I be in the ring doing the interview? I, I like doing that. I'm going to see what I can. I'm going to see. I, I, got, I got some juice with DAZN. So I mean, I they love you. See. You're yeah. back. Eddie loves me. I'm back. I, li- I, I like doing the, the Larry Merchant thing. We're back. We're back. Come on. <laughs> nice. Uh, there he is, Devin Haney, the man going up from 135 to 140 to fight Regis Progre on December 9th, live and exclusively on DAZN pay-per-view. We'll take a quick break. Uh, here's my conversation with Rey Mysterio from last week, and we'll be back to wrap up the show, picks, all that stuff and more. Don't go anywhere. All right, that was great stuff with uh, Devin Haney, and that was great stuff with Rey Mysterio. That was last week. They did, in fact, have their face off on SmackDown uh, this, uh, this past Friday. It was in San Antonio, by the way. We were trying to figure out where SmackDown was taking place. Imagine living a life where you have no idea where you're going to be by the end of the week. And you're That's just... my life. Could you imagine? Could you imagine packing for a trip and then on the way to the airport say, oh, where am I going again? Oh, yeah, what is... wicked. Oh. You would love that? No. Maybe the first time. Like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. But then you but need But then you find out you're of... going to San Antonio and it's like, hmm. San Antonio is in a great place, and I don't mean to be mean towards San Antonio, but I just didn't have the best time when I was there. I do love Texas. Dallas has always been great. Um, Houston has been great. Little Austin? It's El Paso? No, I, Austin is the one place. There's, Laredo? Amarillo? No, no, that's it. That's it. Tyler? No, no. Uh, Amarillo is uh, Terry Funk country. Um, I have always wanted to go to Austin. Austin, Portland are pretty much Same like... city. They are? That's kind of... That's a joke. It's like Portland has become Austin. Oh, really? Uh, those are the two places left on the uh, on the list for me for American cities that I haven't been to that I really want to go to. I haven't been to every American city. Like, I'd like to go to Montana one day or Wyoming. It all sounds great. But two places that I really... It was always Austin, Portland, and New Orleans. And then I went to New Orleans, but I was only there for like 36 hours. So I don't feel like I really got to experience New Orleans. Nevertheless... Uh, you know where you really need to go? Tell me. Nacogdoches, Texas. What's that? That's the best. All right. I'll put it on the list. There you go. Nacogdoches? Yep. What's it near? Like which... Uh, closer to Austin. Interesting. Is Austin south? Well, sometimes we call it Nowhere because it's... In the middle of nowhere. Wow. But great place. Okay. Frank with some uh, Texas humor on this Monday afternoon. Uh, I do want to thank Devin Haney for stopping by. In a minute, we'll check in with the guys. Uh, but I also... Why does... I, I think like this microphone is on or something. Is it? Are they double on? Because it feels like there's like an echo. Am I crazy, Frank? Not crazy, but... But I was right. It's not happening. Mm, something was different. Or maybe it's just like a little bit too loud. Is it this? I don't know what it is. Maybe just a smidge. I don't know. Sometimes I think you boost it for the end person. Am I crazy about that? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, rest of the results as far as uh, 294 concerned. Ikram Aliskarov with the big win over Warley Alves. Uh, that was supremely impressive. The flying knee and then the, uh, the subsequent damage. Uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov with the guillotine choke against Muin Gufarov. Uh, Mohamed Makayev, as I said, with the submission arm triangle choke win over Tim Elliott. 
is he going to get the title shot before his John Jones deadline? Not sure, but wouldn't be surprised if he gets it in 2024. Trevor Peak with the win over uh, Mohamed Yaya, unanimous decision win. As we mentioned, the Javid Basharat fight against Victor Henry ended in a no contest. Uh, tough to watch. Henry, an incredible amount of pain on the ground, rolling around, and it just seemed like the uh, the doctor didn't believe him. Uh, Cedric Dumas with the decision win over Abu Azaitar. Mike Breeden, who is actually going to be on the program on Wednesday. Stay tuned for that. He got a big win over Anshul Jubli. And Mohamed Naimov with the unanimous decision win over Nathaniel Wood. Victoria Dudikova with the unanimous decision win over Jinyu Frey. And the big man, Shara Magomedov, the pirate, defeated uh, one Bruno Silva, a.k.a. the bullet. Uh, this man is an absolute sensation on social media. My guy Spencer was posting some stuff on TikTok, and I couldn't believe the views for this guy. Why do people love... Shara Magomedov so much. Is it because of how he looks? Is it something else? What am I missing here? What is going on? I was looking at the views, like a million for his weigh-in. What is happening? I think the look has a lot to do with it. You think the look? All right. It does look pretty cool. Cool. Intimidating. Yeah. All of the above. All of the Fights pretty well, too. Other than, you know, the takedown defense needs some work. Yeah. Dana White. Mike Breeden on the show on Wednesday. Yeah, you like that? Oh, that's huge. I mean, Mike that's Breeden's true. my guy after Saturday. I love Breeden. That was incredible stuff from him. Uh, yes, uh, great stuff from him. And uh, Magomedov is interesting. I love Dana pulling out the old uh, show, us your, show us your birth certificate. Are you really from Dagestan? How could you not have takedown defense if you're from Dagestan? Uh, how did the boys do on Saturday? Hmm. Uh, we did well, we did good. Uh, I mean, okay. but you know. Couldn't quite bring it home. The darling, mysterious Frank that got us to the green mm. ends up costing us. Yeah. The DQ. I can't. I can't read any of that. What is? Uh, what was his pick that went to Rye? Uh, Nathaniel Wood. Oh, there it is. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. I, mean, I don't. I don't hate the pick in in uh, retrospect. What? What was that? Could he have what? Could have gotten the point taken. Hmm. Could have. Uh, Could have gotten at least a draw push. I guess it wasn't meant to be. It's hard to fight after you get hit twice. No one went with Islam, huh? No, no Islam. Hmm. For, I will say... Still in the green. Frank, after... We are still in the green. That is 100% true. Streak was bound to end at some point. After Frank lost on Nathaniel Wood, he was huffing and puffing uh, around the studio here, throwing a fit <laughs> and saying that he should have picked Volk. He should have picked Volk. He kept... He kept screaming that, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Huh? Wait, this is and this is before the main, of course. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. He was like, "I could have picked Volk. I could have picked Volk." <laughs> Wait, how did you know he was huffing up? Oh, because it was a prelim fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, you went. we were together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was not having it. All right, what about you? How'd you do? Let's get into it. I mean, the aforementioned Mike Breeden, big, big underdog cash there. I mean. Uh, yeah, I was running through these hallways on Saturday when he landed that shot on Jubilee to finish him. Uh, like, weirdest third round I've ever seen. Like, he started barking and screaming, and Jubilee just froze up. Uh, you don't see that too often. We were running so hot on the singles, 5-0 and to start out, and then we get the weird finish with Ankali of Walker, and then we miss both Hamza inside the distance and Volkanovski inside the distance. Parlays, and one and two. 
but luckily we hit the biggest one of the day. Unfortunately, we lost the Basharat because of uh, because of the no contest. Mm. But that brings us to our final results. Another winning week. 13 of the last 15 weeks. Up three and a half units. Had I hit the Ankali of Walker under, like let's say it gets called a DQ, uh, then we're sitting at 100 units all time. So that hurts, but hopefully we can we can reach that. If not this weekend, because there's much less action the weekend after in Sao Paulo. Maybe my guy Jelton Almeida will be the one that pushes me over the finish line. Uh, but yeah, a nice resurgence here in 2023, up almost 21 units now. Oh, yeah. Feels they good. They said you were toast. Still the bread. Still, still the bread, bread baby. Um, bread. Also, I take umbrage in the uh, not a lot going on. Don't forget about Invicta FC 54. We'll have action there, of course. LFA 170. LFA. Amanda Serrano will be fighting. Amanda Serrano is right. favorite. There's a lot. There's a lot uh, yeah. going on. Uh, a lot. Um, not, not only me being the winner mm. this weekend, a lot of big hitters that we can uh, run through quickly here as well. Yes. Yes. Still haven't got my hat back. Still got the visor. Uh, gotta gotta get that back at some point. Where where is the hat? I think it's at my house. Oh okay, All right. misplaced it. A lot going on with the props and everything. Mm-hmm. All right, a man featured before on this show, one, one of the best out there when it comes to uh, handicapping MMA, lucrative MMA. Uh, he went on uh, the Lambo Plays podcast with Narco Cop, and he gave out uh, Mike Breeden to win in round three wow. and Muhammad Mahayev to win by sub in rounds two or three. I mean, the money he's putting down on these. Puts 2K on Mike Breeden, wins 6700 uh, Puts 100 on that parlay I just mentioned, wins 5K there. Puts another 125 down on Breeden in round three plus 2000 wins 2500 there. And then 500 on Mahayev by submission in round three. I mean, that's like, sheesh, I'm trying to do the math. That's like eight grand, 14. That's like almost 20 grand right there uh, just from those two fights alone. So shout out to him. And he didn't just help himself. Like I said, he gave it out on a show. Jason Nang also took it. Mike Breeden to win in round three. Muhammad Mahayev by submission in round three. Parlayed those up $5 into one thousand two hundred and sixty-five. That's plus twenty-five thousand two hundred. And then there's another guy, Chase, Mike Breeden in round three, Muhammad Mahayev by submission in rounds two or three. A much bigger payout on uh, FanDuel Sportsbook for him, plus ten thousand five hundred. He turns five dollars into five hundred and thirty. Uh, a couple more just ridiculous ones here. Nico, Nico official sixteen. He takes. Fight to be won by TKO via kick in round one. Islam Makashev, $1 into 151. So that's like plus 15,100. Just an absolutely ridiculously specific play. And then how about our guy Jordan? Jordan Wong, 333. He took this live bet. So it must have been as soon as the fight started. He takes Islam Makashev by KO in round one, plus 1,600. Puts $330 in so he, he, he makes a $330 bet, and then within five minutes, that 330 turns into 5280 I mean, the, the money some of these people are making is just, just ridiculous. A couple more here. CCGG191901. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all Heard know him. Things. I mean, if you don't Shout know him, out. you better get to know him. Uh, he goes 11 of the 13 fights. 
Gets them all right. A couple voids in there, but uh, nonetheless, he turns $4 into 419 That's over plus 10000 Last but not least, Thomas. He goes two big parlays. Goes heavy on them, too. Plus 5500 on Dumas, Peak, and Shemaev. Turns that into over seventeen grand. And then he goes seven fifty on Dumas, Shemaev, Makashev, Alaskarov. Throws in Ohio State. Throws in Tennessee plus 13 and a half. Turns that into 64-26. So uh, shout out to them, man. Big hitters. Did Tennessee plus 13 and a half hit? I don't know. But, By the way, uh, how's Georgia doing? Undefeated. Still undefeated. Are 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 they uh, are they the buy. favorites to get the uh, number one team in the country? Uh, let's check the three peat. Check the odds. Let's check the odds right now. I mean, big game this weekend against our uh, arch rival Florida. Has anyone exciting stuff? I'm, I, I again, college football not my thing. Has anyone three peated? Not since the '30s. So wow. the modern era, no. Wow. DraftKings Sportsbook. No love, no respect. Michigan plus two twenty five. Georgia plus two seventy five. Did Mich- isn't Michigan like stealing signs or something? I don't know. You know, I yeah. focus on I focus on us. Winners focus on winners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brock Bowers injured, kind of worrisome. Hopefully, he's going to be back. Best receiver. But uh, sure. Yeah. No, you don't know Brock Bowers. Uh, I know Best. Trevor Bower. I know Brock Purdy. Best tight end in football over the last three years. Which football are we talking about? College football. Mm. See, we're an international show. You say football. I'm thinking of Kevin De Bruyne. You know, shout out to him, by the way. Uh, speaking of, Kevin De Bruyne at, at UFC, UFC fights. While Man City is playing. Yeah, I was going to say Man City, uh, if I'm not mistaken, had a game on Saturday. Yes. We'll, well, he was we'll injured. He's been injured since. So we just go to we just go to the big time events? A, B, uh Abu Dhabi owners of Man City, so I'm sure there's a connection there. Hey, you want to okay. go to the fights? Um, why, why are you trying to slander KDB's name? He's like salt of the earth. Yeah, I don't know. I just no. Trust me, I thought the same thing. Man I actually, City was literally on. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> like it's like your team is playing. I know. You're at like a big time event, and like they're showing you on the TV too. No, it it's felt like, odd to me. It just felt odd. I I, I don't uh, you know I don't doubt it. Um, for a minute, I was like, hey, to my son Oliver, I'm like, you know KDB's at this UFC fight while Man City's playing? He's like, wow, that's weird. Um, he even thought it was weird, and he's 11. Um, <laughs> I thought that would get him into the fights, but it didn't really work. Uh, also, Zlatan was there, but he... Uh, Zlatan? Yeah. He's obviously retired. Yeah, no. I mean, he, I, I didn't realize Zlatan and, uh, and Hamza were such close friends. Yeah, tight. And uh, a little in the picture. In the what? Well, Latifi. Latifi. Shout out to Latifi. Wait, Latifi friends with Hamzat or friends with Zlatan? Well, they were all three together, so I would assume they're just best buds, right? Sure, sure, sure. No, I, I was saying, like, are you surprised that Latifi's friends with Hamzat or no, surprised that Latifi's no. friends with Zata, Zlatan? Yeah, I just feel like that's, a, that's an odd boys. trio. That's yeah. just <laughs> an odd trio. That's, I, well, I wasn't expecting Well, Latifi and, Latifi and Hamzat, you. that's... Right, right, right. Odd, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, what's up with our boys, man? What's up with Forrest? Uh, Ron Luton, though? Gosh. Freaking Burnley at home, draw. J.J. Yeah. Watt on the show watching it. Uh, Brentford at home, draw. This one stinks. Up 2-0, 83rd minute. 
I, I, I mean, we were even in a chat, a Forest Friends chat. Frank hasn't contributed in that chat. Yeah, I was actually last year. I'm a reader. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night. I was like, man, should we you don't contribute. You don't even watch anymore. Don't even like you hardly. It's just me, me and your friend Jake. And I don't even want to write on the thing anymore because I feel like you don't even know what I'm talking about. I, mean, I was a bit, I was a bit busy on Saturday. But. I'm living and dying. I'm at my son's soccer game with a AirPod in, listening to it, going, "Fuck, motherfucking <laughs> Luton Town! What the hell?" Uh, yeah, that was big uh, Manchester derby this weekend. Yeah. Oh, and you watched and... you watch Beckham. Yes, oh, that was fantastic. so good, huh? Fantastic. I watched the bar in my Beckham jersey and Man City hat, supporting yeah. both teams. Oh my god, just cheering for Manchester, baby. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Obviously, there's things that you can, you know, you you can you can poke holes in this and that, but I enjoyed. It. How crazy! Uh, I mean, we watched it. I think we watched it around the same time last week. And I and and you know me, I I don't. Uh, I, yeah, you I buckled in. You just I buckled in on Thursday. I was just like, you know what? I'm just into this right now, and I just kept going all the way to like 11:30 p.m. But um, Bobby Charlton then dying. Crazy, yes. such a big part of the dog. Days after, yes. Just days after, crazy. Uh, may he rest in peace. But yeah, a lot going on. Um, there was another thing regarding football. Zlatan, KDB. Oh, right now there's uh, Spurs and uh, yeah. Champions it? League oh. tomorrow. Cha- oh, I, hate, I hate when we go up against Champions League. Yeah, they really need to change it to Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, I know for the MMA hour. Yeah, just wanted to put this announcement out. Uh, to MMA hour. We yes, due to the MMA hour, we are moving all our fixtures to Thursday. Uh, buying or selling Dylan Dennis in the UFC? Does it happen? Dylan Dennis, mm. I revealed on uh, Saturday, has been released uh, by Bellator. It is official. He is a free man, and he is not. He is not. Uh, you know, he's not playing footsie. He's not playing coy. He's making his intentions very well known. He wants to be in the UFC. Do you think they sign him? I am going to say no. I'm going to say no. You're insane. Of you, course. You think so? Yes, of course. First oh, of all, okay. Connor, wow. Connor, one call. Second of all, oh, that's that's very true. Second of all, you can't deny he is a he's a guy with a million followers now, and God knows what on on Instagram, and uh, there's interest now. I wouldn't put it past them. Do they? Do they? Do they pull? Yes. Do they pull one of those? I wouldn't put because <laughs> it only elevates contender. It's sort of like when they ask Kimbo to go on the Ultimate Fighter way back in the day, um, or Ultimate Fighter. I would not put that past them. Okay, you want to come in so badly, contender series or Ultimate Fighter? I, I'm not saying that's oh, the right. It's tough. I mean, tough Hank season two immediately. <laughs> I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying that that is the right thing to do. But I will say that uh, I can see it being a thing. But ultimately, All right, well, you, you swayed me. I mean, you, you you posed the question where it felt like you already knew the answer. I mean, I, I gave like oh, a by very, the way, I have no, I have no, and you were like, you're insane. No, no, no. no. By the way, insane. I have no intel on this. This is not me. Like, this is not me trying to be smart. And like tomorrow, they're going to announce it. Just for the record. Uh, I mean, you're uh, you're not kidding. Like he he gained like seven hundred thousand followers on Twitter in the build up to that. Uh, the Logan Paul fight, and he's got like almost four million on Instagram. Jeez, Louise! Crazy, right? I feel like that's like almost doubled in the last few months. Uh, so yeah, I mean the interest, and he's obviously making the Connor connection. That's a good one to have. I think you sold me. I've completely flipped. Also, Dylan Dennis, Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Connor coaches again? <clears throat> no, fuck that. No, I don't want to see it. Put him, put him on a card. Like, well, why not? 
At this point, why not? You're telling me there wouldn't be interest in Dylan Dennis's MMA, you know, return fight after, by the time it happens, five years almost away? I think there would be huge interest. There's way, there's way less accomplished people in, uh, in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. There's way less accomplished people. Yeah, put it in front of a crowd too. Fuck it. Don't put them at the apex. Put them, put them in New York. Put them As, next month. Put them next month at MSG. Throw another prelim wow. fight. Curtain jerker. Wow. Not now we're it. talking. Not worth it. Uh, I mean, as someone who had boots on the ground in Manchester, the crowd was they riled up. up when he made his entrance. Um, I, I would ask Rick, but I'm afraid, is he, I don't want to oh, be. It looks like he's ready to go. I'm ready. I, I, I did glaze over a little bit when it got into the football talk. Yeah, yeah. Admit, I just didn't want you I'm to get mad now. at me. Get, you're scary when you get you. mad. You get no, mad. No. I'm not mad at you. I just don't know. I'm looking around just making sure, you know, I don't have a dagger in my back before I leave the yeah, studio. Yeah, there's it's, a lot. It's yeah. not you. It's it's the people surrounding me. I get it. Oh, wow. Uh, Dennis in the no, UFC? No, not you, Frank. Frank, not you. you. Oh, wow. Okay. Your hands are clean. Dennis, UFC? In or out? No. Come on. Wow. wow. Wait, wait, wait. Why, why did we even let me? Why did we even let me? Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Embarrass what, myself. I mean, this is. Wait, what is he? What, 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 I don't even know what the no is. No, as in. I said, yes. Said, of course. Oh, said, of course. 100%. I said, not no. even a doubt. I said, wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, is this, is this, when you say yes, are you saying you want it or you're saying it's happening? Meaning. Both. I mean, yeah. what would, why would the UFC not want him? Agreed. I mean, it was a little. I'm, I'm kind of, sh- I'm kind of shocked that GC was hemming and hawing. I thought you'd say yes right away. I mean, why did we even pose this question? No, I mean, embarrassed myself. I mean, we there's a lot of people that I think would actually agree with your sentiment. There's a lot of everyone was, you know, getting ready to jump. But you guys have so much conviction. It just seems like a no-brainer. How often is it that there's a guy out there with this type of following that people care about him so much? He's just like sitting around. But do they care about him, or is it like a train wreck they can't look away from? Those matter. are the same thing for the By the way, who gives I, I a guess, fuck? If the, I guess if maybe just because he was in Bellator for so long and he's been inactive for so long, that's maybe why I had hesitation in saying yes, but I mean... Nah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying, for saying uh, you know, that he might it's, not make it. It's obviously going to depend on the price tag, right? What does Dylan Dennis think his worth is? There's a, there's a real sure. possibility. There's a chance where he thinks his worth is greater than the UFC thinks his worth is. But like... There are some Bellator champions that are great fighters that aren't going to move the needle for the UFC as a product that I would sign Dylan Dennis before nearly instantaneously hmm. because he's going to sell fights and that's the business that they're in. They are not in the, they are not in the, we only have the best fighters in the world business anymore. They're in the entertainment selling fights business. I, I would, I, I wouldn't be. Also, by the way, D- Dylan Dennis is a good MMA fighter. Like yeah, let's he's not, yeah. Like let's not pretend that like the guy's a, a bum just because he can't box. Is he probably limited in the striking in MMA? Undoubtedly, but there's lots of guys who are jujitsu players who have made great careers in the UFC. Uh, I would like to see it um, certainly, but I think they'd be silly not to at least entertain the opportunity if uh, if the numbers can make sense for both sides. Sure, he'd be Grubhub driver number one and DoorDash driver number two. I was just going to say, you're going to say the yep. line Ariel every time. You no, no, I, I switched like, it. Yeah, I mean, the guys that no, uh, I switched he it. Beat, uh, I switched it. Garage yesterday. I switched. I switched it. I said guess, Grubhub and DoorDash. Guess where those fighters go after they get beat by Dylan Dennis and Bellator? They go straight to Dana White's Contender Series, where they're fodder for somebody else. So it's the same. Is that true? No, I'm not saying those. Oh, okay. Those fighters literally went there, but like, yeah, are yeah. you going to pretend that Dana White's Contender Series is full of? Uh, nah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 
No, I would put him on a... He would probably fight at 170, though. Could you... Okay, just for fun, Dylan Dennis versus Bo Nickel at 185. Who oh, stop. What? 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 Right, now you're going too far. <laughs> well, who now wins? Now you're going way too far. Who, no, seriously, who wins? What? Come on. You think you think Bo takes him down with ease? Takes him down with ease? He's going to keep knock him on the feet out. and knock him out. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you tell me people wouldn't watch that? Oh, they'd like to watch that. Watch, yeah. oh, watch Bo Nickel against anyone. You're going to put it against no, Dylan Bo, Dannis. Bo Nickel, Dylan numbers. Dannis at 185, even 180. I feel like that's a pay-per-view main event. Pay-per-view main card. Now we're, Bo's yeah. going to be See, on the main now, card no now you, you, you pushed it a little too far. Yeah, Yo, it would do it big numbers. Big, big numbers. What about Honestly, you, though, a fight, night, a fight Dennis night. Dennis Nickel. A fight night head by, headline by Bo Nickel makes a lot of sense, and you could do worse yeah. uh, for opponents to sell a card. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think I think Dylan has a lot to prove right after that performance. Um, but yeah, why not? If you're the UFC, take 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 the chance on him if the if the numbers make sense. Uh, shout out to the chat. I love the chat. Paul M says Dylan versus Shara. I mean, that's that's in the range of competition that yeah. I'd be willing to accept. That would be fun. I mean that, uh, yeah. Striker versus grappler—that is what that is. Classic. Classic. I mean, Classic. Back, we're going back to UFC one at this point. Yeah, um, build up would be good. That would Shout out to the chat for real. They had me. Uh, had me rolling during the Devin Haney interview. What the sneezing? Yeah. We're good. We're good, everyone. I appreciate your concern. Um, all right, so we're all in on uh, Dylan Dennis to the UFC MVP. Seen taking photos with Dana White. And others in Abu Dhabi. This seems like a no-brainer. What are we waiting for at this point, right? Yep. It has to happen. Again, like we're we're out of options at this point, right? It's like PFL, UFC. I guess maybe. I mean, he could go PFL. He could go PFL. You. He's got options. He could go PFL, UFC, BKFC, one championship, or Misfits. That's his boy. Are are these the places we want to see MVP? Oh no, 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 no. I want to see him. I mean, number one, I want to see him get paid. But if I'm being selfish and just want to see him against the top tier guys, I want to see him in the UFC. Yeah. We've been watching him for so long. And uh, he's been so much fun. And he's on a roll, by the way. Like he's, It's not like he's just like a dude who's on the back nine. You know, he had the tough fight. Um, but, you know, the, the title fight and, and the wrestling and all that stuff has always been an issue. But... I would love to see him in the UFC. He's also a guy that even if he doesn't have a championship run in the UFC, there's a ton of fun, exciting fights you can have for him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like Wonder Boy where it's like, yeah, yeah maybe Wonder he's... Wonder Boy would be, would be great. But I just mean even like he, his career could be like Wonder Boy where it's like, yeah, maybe he falls short in a title opportunity. Maybe he, even never, he never even gets one. But like you can put that guy on top of a card and he's going to sell. Uh, all of a sudden, Patty Pimblett can't fight in the UK. Now you got MVP. You know, it's not just down to Tom Aspinall anymore. So I feel like MVP is a no-brainer for the UFC, another one. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I would love to see it. Uh, MVP versus Kevin Holland? I mean, MVP, that'd be awesome. Ian Gary? Awesome. Now we're talking. I mean, love these. Awesome. Love all of them. Ian Gary? Mm. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, build. we be just want build. we just want Dylan Dennis to get hurt at this point. Is no. that would be funny if Dylan Ian MVP backing Dylan Dylan MVP? All right, yeah, and the newcomers. Yeah, no, nah, that'd uh, be weird. Two Bellator guys. 
Shout out, to, shout out to Dylan. It looks like his unnamed child just turned one month old. <laughs> Do you think they have a name yet? I don't know. Uh, I, I would it's not in the post. That's for sure. I would seriously hope that they have. I still don't know how you leave the hospital, Rick. As you a ha- you have to, you have to have a name, right? Do you think he was I heard trolling? They named him Logan. He was trolling. You think so? He was trolling for sure. Um, yeah, I guess you can write something and then change, change it. But like, why you go put through, it in brackets? Why go through that trouble? TBD Danis? <laughs> TB Danis? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we don't know for sure that it was delivered at a hospital, right? Oh, yeah. He seems home, like a home uh, birth kind of guy with the uh, doula. What? And, uh, you still got to, like, there still has to be some medical. Yeah, but no? you have to, like, send that in and figure that out. That's like yeah. a social security thing. Yeah. You yeah, think Danis is a, is a home home delivery yeah, type of totally see him. I, I don't <laughs> know a midwife and a <laughs> doula sitting in the tub there with the uh, is it a part an apartment in new york city and he did got a hot tub he's got the uh the 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 pedals all over the place and they're doing it together and they're who who is it candlelight who, who told me the story where who, who told the story where they uh there was it action yes it was action action bronson our guy where he said that his his wife was giving home uh, was giving birth at home and and it wasn't happening and then he put on some DMX and then it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that sounds right. Yes, oh. I'm pretty. Was That's it? That's crazy. I think we were talking after his uh, after Ed DMX passed away and he said That's it. incredible. That's Legend. incredible. I think so. Um, yeah, I'm almost a thousand percent sure. DMX, rest in peace. Uh, one last thing. Because I feel, I feel like we can't just ignore this all the time. And maybe the back, back, back end of the show is not the best place to have this discussion. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's the perfect place to have this discussion. What, what do we make of and, and what to do with some of the uncomfortableness of someone like Hamza Chemaev being very good, close friends with a Chechen dictator, rubbing elbows his sons taking photos with Dana White, the 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 the, the visuals after the fight. Do we just ignore all of this? Like I, I don't know, really know what to how to process all of this. How, what do we do? No other sport brings this type of like moral and internal conflict to its audience. I don't I don't know. I, I I'm 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 just I'm I'm almost I'm brainstorming here. I'm I'm just speaking. I don't have a take here. I don't. I don't know what to do with it. Do we just ignore it? Do we have to keep talking about it? Do we do address it? Do we not? Like, what, what do we do? Rick, you're usually good in these situations. What do we make of this? How do we do, like, how do we make sense of this? Yeah, I think as it becomes relevant to the conversation, right, then um, nobody could be judged for wanting to bring light to it, right? It, it would feel odd to ignore it, Um when somebody is this public and in the profile and in the spotlight, you know, I think MMA is fraught with these types of things, right? It's not specific to uh, palling around with a dictator. Um, Man, this is as simple as domestic violence. Yeah, that's true. Like there, there are tough conversations to have everywhere when it comes to MMA and it is not specific to that. Now, I'm not trying to do a power ranking of, of, scumbaggery in MMA um but yeah it's it's everywhere and if we're if we're going to point it out in certain um situations and not others i would say that that's probably incorrect if we're going to point it out 
every single time, even when it's forced into the conversation, that's probably not the right tact either. So you're, you're coming to me for an, for an answer and I don't have one. Um, but I think it would be right to say that that is part of the narrative of Hamzat Shemaev, right? It, it is not something that can be completely ignored. Um, I saw a video this morning of him like landing um, yeah. in a celebratory uh, way, um, walking down a carpet with Kadyrov. And so, yes, that, that makes me uncomfortable. That That's not something that I would like to associate with Hamza, but unfortunately it's part of the story. So it is what it is. And yes, uh, I think continuing to talk about it is probably the right tact. Um, you, you but know, yeah, I don't know the right I, I don't necessarily want us to like wash the sport. Like if that's who Hamza is, that's who he is. Yes. And, and, and let everyone be who they are. Right. Let everyone be who they are, but let's let's know for sure who they are. Right. You don't like that's almost like the beauty of the fight game. There's no there's no corporate overlord telling you what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. So if that's who he is, like these are the characters in the sport. And this is maybe part of the reason why there's going to be some people who want to see Sean Strickland beat him or want to see Bo Nickel beat him or something like that. But it's hard to at times then process it's like, man, we're just watching this guy on the UFC. And 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 I'm totally okay with saying this. I see him get on the microphone after, and he's talking about peace and love. And I see everyone on Twitter, which is what they usually do when something like this happens, and they say, "Ah, oh, what a classy post-fight speech! What a classy!" Po-. I mean, that was just perfect. He just nailed that. And then I hear him speaking in a different language, and I'm like, "Hmm, let's wait and see what exactly he's saying there." And then you get the translation of that, and it's not as peaceful as the English part. And then you see, you know, who's who's celebrating him and, and what he's doing afterwards. And it's like, mm, this is not exactly peace and love and, you know, flowers and lollipops and, and rainbows. And I'm like, what, what do you, what, like, does the UFC have an obligation to do something? I don't even know. I don't even know what we, I, I'm general, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely stumped when it comes to this. Um, I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. I wish it wasn't, a thing but i guess my my general sentiment and feeling is like for the audience not to be fooled you know like look at this make your determination understand who is who and and what this all means and represents and then decide you know if this is something that makes you comfortable if you like it if you are able to ignore it if you're able to but i saw a lot of people just ignoring all of this on saturday and that was very bizarre to me, extremely bizarre. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, could you just imagine in any other sport this being a thing? Like imagine if the best NBA player was doing this exact same thing. How, how would that be viewed? I don't know. That's rhetorical, right? I get, I get not well, really. Not, not favorably, but. Um... And why is it just ignored here? Is it just again? I'm, I don't want to compare. Yeah, this, this is a fraught situation. I don't. I don't want to compare things, but like, this is a philosophical thing, separating the art from the artist. Right? There are some people who would argue that that's the appropriate way to handle it. There are some people who would argue that there's not. But I can think about hero worshiping Kobe Bryant, who has a, a, a less than desirable past um, that does not get brought up when celebrating him um it's not specific to mma in my opinion this this the idea of palling around with warlords definitely is is 
something that I believe to be specific to MMA. I, I can't off the top of my head remember other sports where that's the case. Dennis Rodman in Northern Korea. Well, actually, that's you know what, Frank? That was I ten points because that's that's pretty good. But uh, it wasn't during his active career, I don't believe. That's what but I'm that's, Maybe that's a that's good different. that's a good shout. But I don't think this is specific to MMA. But I do think that it occurs very frequently in MMA and is something that should be addressed. But I don't I don't know the answer either. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer. Yeah, it is a uh, it's a conflicting thing, right? Because. He's an incredible fighter. He's a great character in the sport. He's entertaining, right? Like his demeanor, his press conferences, his interviews, they're all very fun. But then you see that and you're like, what? Then you see that and you're like, I mean, this is, this is a conflict, <laughs> uh, to say the least. And, uh, and just do, do your own research. Uh, look up who he's you know, rubbing elbows with. Uh, look at the photos that Dana White is taking. Uh, look at what they stand for. Look at what they believe in. Actually, I spoke of real sports at the top of the show. Uh, did a, a, I think, a very fair uh, profile of Kadyrov and his his um, you know his interest in sports and in particular MMA. Um, and I thought you know for the most part, everyone was uh, very respect. I'll, I I won't lie. Uh, I think everyone knows how I feel about what's happening in the Middle East. I thought I was a little bit worried um, about what could be said and uh, how things would be spun. But I thought everyone, for the most part, was uh, very respectful, and and that that was that was nice to see. Um, you know, did notice a couple of things here or there, but you know, that's that's me and my 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 radar is up. But I saw everyone saying like, "Oh, that's the greatest." post-fight speech ever and it was so nice and peaceful and on the surface it was but then you see the translation and then you see the celebration that rick was just talking about and you're like well which is it you know peace and love or give me the rifle and let's go you know so yeah i guess you know i guess what it ultimately makes me think of is a line that was said back in the late 90s by the great um Jennifer Lopez, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still Jenny from the block. I'm not sure if we could sum it up any better, right? What an ending. <laughs> uh, Frank, that was good stuff. On that note, let's go home, shall we? Yeah, I suppose that's an order. Uh, maybe we can wipe down the... Uh... We're going to have a hazmat team coming. <laughs> They're suiting up. Oh my gosh! Um, remember, there was a time in in 2020 when all the fighters were calling Hamzat Hazmat because it was just on everyone's mind back then. It was very weird. It's like no, it's a completely different word. Hazmat, Hamzat. Was it? No, now it's Hazmat. Hazmat. Um, I even uh, Sloppy Joe still calls him Hazmat. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I feel like that was one that should have been saved for after hours. Um, Still no mention of the uh, Pats win. Kudos to you. You know that's that's the kind, that's that's when you know it's a good friend. I had some people reach out to me and say, "Oh, you know, Bills choke Joe." And I'm like, you know what? You're not a friend. Sloppy Joe's a friend because he didn't rub it in. I think he was on the damn button Frank. trying to say uh, something. He, he rubbed it in with Frank. I told Joe to talk his shit. The minute man. the game was one over. and five, <laughs> big he, win for them. Yeah, but he was actually he was very kind about it. He was like a, he was just happy to see the Pats play against what he actually said a, a really good team. 
I questioned that. I, qu- I did question that. Then I had to remind Joe ESP, like, you know, Connor's not actually behind the bills right now. Mm. Uh, no, no, he, he jumped off the bandwagon. My question Yo, to Frank is when, now that they're not winning as much, when is he going to jump off the bandwagon? Honestly, after seeing how Don't you dare, dedicated Frank. my wife is. Oh, okay. It's, it's not going to stop. Good. I mean, she was dedicated before this fan. Yeah, no, actually, she started actively watching it when I showed it in truth. Frank, yeah. you and I in Vegas in February, we're going to have a grand old time. We're going to shove it. Don't you need to say thank you? Uh, anyway, thank you, Francis Ngannou, Paulo Costa, Johnny Walker, Devin Haney. Thanks to them. Thanks. I love you. Back on Wednesday. Peace.